I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move Hey everybody and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie. Um, if you can't tell by the sound of my voice, uh, I've been waylaid a little bit because after three years of running around like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to avoid the coronavirus, finally fate has put that, that cute, little, cute little adorable germ in my path and into my body. I'm on the tail end of it now, um, but I assure you, you are not going to have to listen to an entire episode of my voice sounding like ass. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, a couple weeks ago, we did our 100th episode of Hot Property, my adjacent podcast, which can be found at Hot Property Pod on all the things. And as part of this, uh, co-host Steven and I decided to uh, record a commentary track for Mission Impossible 2. And so this week's episode is going to be that commentary track. Um, a few a few <laughs> words of warning this was after we had recorded a two and a half hour long episode, and there was a lot of whiskey, a lot of beer, um, just, we were, we were definitely in our cups at this point. So, whereas we do nail the, the countdown into the movie, don't worry, we'll be able to let you know when to press play, um, we did not really talk much about Mission Impossible 2. In fact, I struggle to remember what we talked about at all, because it was mostly us screaming drunk. But that's kind of fun. And if you would like to listen to us screaming drunk while watching Mission Impossible 2, then let this play on. But uh, if not, we'll see you again in a couple weeks with a fresh classic episode. But uh, please enjoy this. It was actually a lot of fun to do. I do remember that. But um, apologies if it's completely insane or if I sound like an asshole so uh deal with that I'm gonna chug some more water remember you can always find everything at movie movie cast on all of the things oh my god fuck COVID man fuck it let's play hard to get and females get jealous Okay, smarty, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad in your own body. A chick walks by, you wish you could sex her, but you stand on the wall like you was Poindexter. Next day's function, high-class luncheon. Food is served in your stone-cold munchin'. Music comes strong, people start to dance. Then you ate so much, you nearly split your pants. When girl starts walking, guy starts gawking. Sits down next to you and starts talking. Says she wants to dance because she likes to groove. So you know what to do, just bust a move. So this is our property uh, doing riff tracks. Oh, we're doing riff traps? I thought we were going to go smoke. <laughs> yeah, we've been recording for Okay, we're recording. 34 okay. seconds. I thought that was a test. It was, and you passed. Right on, man. We'll be right back with the riff tracks from Hot Property. So that was me rapping. It's what we're doing. But uh, right now, we're going to do a little bit of bonus material for bonus fans. Bonus material, you Yes, bonus material uh, for fans of both Hot Property Podcast, at Hot Property Pod on all of the things, and fans of the I Like to Movie Movie Podcast, at Movie Movie Cast on all of the things. So this afternoon, uh, the uh, host of Hot Property, Steven. Say hi, Steve. That's me. That's Steve. 
we recorded our 100th episode of Hot Property, I and it's the first. It. I can't believe it. It's the first episode that we did in person as well. And so as a little piece of bonus material for you, we're going to record a movie commentary. So the movie that we're going to be commentating upon is Mission Impossible 2. What are you streaming this on right now, Steve? Netflix. So this is on Netflix. So right now we have, we pressed play and immediately pressed paused. It is just the Paramount Mountain logo. So if you can get to that right now, then we can get ready to record this. I'm going to pee like at, 10 times during this. We're currently at 0.2 seconds in. Yeah, we're at 2 seconds in. If you're a little bit off, that's fine because we're a lot drunk. Yeah. And so it's going to be a little bit slow. It's going to be a little bit loosey-goosey. Steve, you were the person who said, let's do Mission Impossible 2. Why? Because it's the worst part of the best franchise that I've ever met. Now, how familiar are you with the work of John Woo? Vaguely. So you haven't seen like Hard Boiled or The Killers or anything? Or The Killer, sorry? Nope. Okay. I think I saw that movie with George Clooney. A John Woo movie with George Clooney? Yeah. What, what, who else is in it? What are you thinking of? Nicole Kidman? You're thinking of The Peacemaker. That's yeah. not John Woo. It seems like John Woo. It actually does have a lot of John Woo vibes because he was influential upon Hollywood at that point because he had done Face Off. He had done Broken oh, Arrow. Face, face Off is my answer. Yeah, so Face Off, yeah. <laughs> but what I want you to think about watching this movie, watching Mission Impossible 2, is that the first Mission Impossible was a Brian De Palma movie through and through. Uh, now that it has become sort of a Rube Goldbergian blockbuster uh, spectacular, and I love it, uh, its source is essentially one of the most De Palma-y De Palma blockbusters that you've ever seen. The 1995 or 6 original Mission Impossible. So this was 96. the first... 96? No, 97. 97? No, I think the first one was 96. I think this was 98 or 99. Let me, let me check. But Mission Impossible 2 was basically the studio response to, we have something here that we think can become a franchise, but we're not quite sure how 96. to do it. 96 was yeah. Mission Impossible 2 or 1? 1. 1, okay. So the Mission Impossible 2 was This one came out 2000. four years later in 2000. 2000, okay. So this was the idea of, like, we're going to turn this into some sort of a franchise this was before tom cruise would just demand that you tie his ass to a plane this was before it became a team effort with characters like benji uh coming into it so this is uh, this is kind of the film series that keeps on evolving but i would say more so than fast and the furious this is like the best example of studio filmmaking and rolling with the punches writ large and I would say, much like Fast and the Furious, this is a great example of how the second installment fails you. I came around on Too Fast, Too Furious when I watched it recently, but I have not watched it that recently. So, we'll see. Alright, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to get your Netflix ready. Get your Netflix ready. And we're going to play it down in three, two, two now one. we're going on Go. So in in tradition with Lethal Weapon, it's yeah. going to be one two three go and not one two three. Right. So one, one two, two three, three and go. Then go. I hit the button. And when I say go, you press play from having the opening frames paused. Right. I hope this is not too hard for you. Mission Impossible Two, Netflix. Netflix. The Gray Man, June twenty second. It's okay. Don't confuse the. All right. One. One. Two. two three. Go. go. So. 
This does open on the Paramount logo. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, I believe this does tie the Paramount logo into the action. And there are a few movies that do this. I cannot think of a, a, he, a single one. Is he going to be climbing the Paramount? No, he's not. They okay, so. Away. They're going to Australia. Sydney, Australia, there's the Opera House. I'm going to turn this down a little bit. Yeah, know. we don't necessarily need to hear because we're going to be loud dickheads over the whole thing. So three, there I are believe, the Biosite pharmacy. So Biosite, did we put on Resident Evil by accident? Well, this was a, this is like kind of what we were afraid of then. This is predating nine eleven. Every action thriller after two thousand one became about surveillance, but this was more about like, you know, uh, like like bio weapons and shit like that. Bellerophon. This guy's got a gun to his wrist. A chimera. Okay. He shot a chimera into him. When I was in eighth grade, my teacher... Now, that guy would have been played by Christoph Waltz in a modern day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. My teacher in reading class in eighth grade brought up the X-Files one night because she was trying to get us to come up with the word chimera. And as the resident Dan Scully, Agent Dana Scully, and the resident X-Files fan, I guessed chimera because she gave the hint of the X-Files. And I've been so proud of that moment. But also, fuck that bitch. Mrs. Worthington sucked. Also, he looks like the dude from Hugo. Love it, yeah. I liked Hugo. I quite liked that. I actually thought that... That was a Scorsese uh, film people forget about. They forget about yeah. it. Uh, what's his name? Who plays... This guy's uh, going through some shit. Oh, that was an airplane. Who plays Borat? Airplane. Sasha Cohen. How did he get in the I plane? I think he could have been... Uh, How did that guy get in the plane? This guy? Oh, there, no, there he is. Tom. I bet I am currently older now than Tom Cruise was here. What do you think? You look up that up. I'm going to watch a movie. And this is back when first first class had the pattern pillows. Now it's all sleek, all gray. This guy would have definitely been made by Chris Waltz. Also, it should be mentioned that Joe, uh, not, not Joe, Dan and I have been drinking for for quite five a while. hours now. So I'm texting my parents who have COVID. So I just want to make sure everything's okay. That's that's what's happening right now. You were looking up if you were older than Tom Cruise at this moment. Yeah, I, I'm going to get to that. Don't worry. I have, I have not lost this that. This movie mind. came out in 2000. Okay. So you would have been 17? Um, I was 84, so 16 at the youngest. Uh, my birthday's in August. I imagine this is probably a June-July release based on what it is. Let's take a look. May twenty fourth, two thousand. Okay, so I was uh, I would have been eighteen. Eighteen. I was close. I was still close. Is that Charlie? It might have been from Lost. Is he going in the back to do a heroin? You all, everybody. You all. Remember, they were buddies. His buddies is yeah. what they call uh, diapers overseas. This guy I've seen in a lot of stuff. That Who is that? Is uh. Is that Alfred from Gotham? No, that's the guy from How I Met Your Mother. I don't watch enough of How I Met Your Mother. And uh, Harold Kumar. The gay dude. This guy right here? The gay guy. 
That's not Neil Patrick Neil Harris. Harris. That's not Neil, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. Harris. No, that, that might be Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris and Nielsen. That might be Patrick Harris. Yeah, that's probably Patty Patty O'Harris. Patty O'Harris. Patty o- No, I think that I think that he plays uh, Alfred on Gotham, which is actually probably my this favorite is the iteration worst of Gotham. Tracks ever. Oh, now no, this is incredible, shit. dude. Don't doubt us. Tom Cruise is about to do a Halo jump with Harry Campbell. I believe there's a mask reveal. Oh, here comes Patrick Harris. Oh, no, you know oh, who that guy is? The other guy from Lost. You know who that is? Yeah, the guy who fucking steals Claire from Lost. I'm going to blow your mind. You know who that is? His name is is William Mapather. Do you know what Tom Cruise's real name is? Thomas Thomas Cruise Mapather the third. That's Tom Cruise's cousin. And once you know that, you know that this guy looks and sounds exactly like Tom how Cruise. Did he, how did Tom Cruise not show up in Lost? He was too busy. He was he was too busy denying the effectiveness of of Kidnapping Katie Holmes doing that shit. I do love that Tom Cruise was just like tie my ass to the plane, and we were like, forgive him. Keep tying your ass to the plane. Oh my god, it wasn't even him. My it dream. Was, oh, it was another guy. Okay, this is a mission to all mission impossible to all of the listeners. I have posted multiple times on Twitter that gif of that mask reveal of Tom Cruise. If somebody could edit that gif so that it's a mask reveal revealing Tom Cruise under the mask, I would be forever grateful. I will send you something. So listeners, please at Hot Property Pod, get at me. If you at can movie, make movie that pod. and at movie movie cast. My movie cast, sorry. Movie, if movie you cast. can get that into my inbox, I will Why make it Why am worth I plugging your, your podcast? We're doing this together. What's funny is here they're doing this like fun action thing. It has yet to become manifest in the Mission Impossible series that Tom Cruise actually has to do the stunts. Oh my god. Also, they're going to die. Yeah, they're going right into it. But guess what? Oh, they died. This is what I was thinking of with the, uh, the Paramount yeah. thing. You know who lives here now is my friend Sam Packard. Uh, where is here? He lives in Utah. Oh, nice. Where Tom Cruise is currently climbing. The tallest rock in Utah. I do like the idea that Ethan Hunt goes to free solo climb to relax. I think that that's, that's that, true that to tracks, That tracks with Tom Cruise. Because you got a guy who, like, after he... Obviously, he was heartbroken after Nicole. Yeah. So he found he found his I feel solace. Like that's probably his fault, though. It just, I just, it you know, definitely it bears, was. It bears worth that's saying. why he went to Scientology. That's why he did a fucking fucking it's bunch of it. And now he's trying to fucking find life. Yeah. Wherever he can find so, it, and that is doing stunts in Mission Impossible. Well, in and Ghost Protocol, as, as a dude, as a guy who has had some love and loss in his life, fair enough. I'm not gonna shame him for that, but I will shame him for the same Scientology stuff. The second he I will stops shame him for the Scientology. Tying his ass to actual planes flying through the sky. I'll start criticizing it, the Scientology. I get you want to die. Don't die on our dime. Or do. Or do. Or or, or, or do. do. I think I think we're all here. He's on board for that. The thing is about Scientology. He's obviously signed up. Let me finish my point here. Yes, yes. He's obviously signed up for I'm going to sacrifice my body and life for entertainment. We've seen it in Top Gun. We've seen it in the past five Mission Impossible. Nice. I'm burping because I'm drunk. You got it. Uh, if you want to sacrifice your body for entertainment, like Brandon Crow, not Brandon Crow, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee in the Crow. Yeah. yeah. Now he didn't sign up for that. He didn't sign up for that. That was Tom a... is definitely signing up. He's signing. Oh his, yeah. He's with blood. 
of he's a devil's known, contract. He's known for people just being like, we're going to need proper licensing I mean, look for at this, this helicopter stuff. Look at this shit. Spread arm eagle. Can we talk about this song, though? This is very 2000. Is this Evanescence? Yakimo Imani. Talking about hey now, hey now. I know I heard this a lot in New Orleans. I remember this. This actually coincided with the release of Saint Anger, the Metallica album, where it was just agreed upon that they just shit the fucking bed, and oh, they yeah. had a Mission Impossible song. Them and Limp Bizkit. I will. I will defend to my dying day the Limp Bizkit song. Now I know why you want to hate me. Because hey, this is the world I will say, uh, Dan, before we agreed on this movie, he said that Limp Bizkit song is great. It's great. Limp Bizkit put out a new album last year, and with all caveats in check regarding oh, shit. Uh, not, That's a uh, nostalgia. Oh, here it is. Yeah, that's West Borland, baby. Shaking it up. Now, this is a throwback, actually, to the television show that this is all based on, Mission Impossible. They would come up with increasingly uh, absurd ways for a mission to be sent to somebody, albeit a pair of sunglasses. And then Wait, the big I'm thing sorry, was, sorry. this tape was self-destruct. strapped inside of a missile. In a missile, yeah. yeah. As is fitting for a Limp Bizkit scored moment. So he's got the little earpiece. Let's see what he's got. Is that Anthony Hopkins? Is he in this movie? I think Anthony Hopkins might be in this movie. And there's Tandy Newton, who now goes by Tandy Way Newton. I think she extended her name to her original name. I don't it know the story behind Tandy it. Tandy Newton. Tandy Way Newton. Um, I love it. It sounds awesome. Brendan Gleeson. I think this is Anthony Hopkins. There's no way. This, oh, additionally, Anthony Hopkins appears in untitled cameo appearances in the Mission Commander Swanbeck. I know that God man's voice. God damn it, Dan. I know that man's voice. God damn it. Dude, Oscar winner. Remember when he won the Oscar and they edited the if Oscars? This, if we weren't fit? recording live as a riff tracks, I would say let's rewind it so I can hear it again. Oh, it's all good. Now it says me. I need to actually watch these all through again because a new one's going to come out in a few years and I'd like to watch them all back to back. And I recently purchased the 4K box set. This is uh, the start of what we're of that. Of doing that? Of doing that. For a show? Yeah. Well, we'll have to go back to the original. Obviously. When I, I saw I, the original, I thought we'd do that in the the movie. Have you done that movie movie yet? No, no. I mean, we might have done a couple of them, but I'm I'm down to repeat. The Tapes first one. change over the first time. First one alone. When I saw the first one in the theater, I begged my dad to take me to a movie because we were between houses at the point. So he was trying to entertain me, and the choice was Mission Impossible or Leslie. Now that was a weird. That was a weird transition. It's John Wick. It's John John Wick. John Woo. But I had the choice. John Wick. <laughs> we'll transition you whenever you need to. I, uh, I had the choice between Die. Mission Impossible and uh, Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen. Oh, And I chose Mission Impossible, and my dad hates Wait, Tom Cruise, one? and he hated it, and I loved it. I remember being so afraid to express how much I loved it because I was afraid to disappoint my dad, who hated Mission Impossible. Red light! Green, Green light. light! Boom! He was like, Mr. Phelps was a good guy. You can't make him a bad guy. Oh, he was uproarious about it. Also... In the original Mission Impossible, did you know that Emilio Estevez was an uncredited actor because he just showed up on set one day? Just to get smashed? Just to fucking be a part of the movie? I'm, I, I anyway, forgot. Wait, I'm gonna what's look happening up. here? Is Tom Cruise going to dance? He does this a lot. He pops in, seduces them. Which is funny because Tom Cruise is like oh, kind of... shit. 
Tom Cruise burned out all of his sexuality. Yeah, Sandy Newton looks like Zoe Saldana. Yeah, yeah, they look very similar. Tom Cruise burned out movie... all of his sexuality in Eyes Wide Shut, and he's like an asexual presence on screen. And I think in this movie, they fail, they try and fail at getting him to be a sexual presence on screen. I just don't ever buy it. Well, that's the thing about James Bond. Yeah, uh, no, James Bond is a, is an overtly sexual presence. Too much, by the way. That's the point. Yeah. But I mean, Tom Cruise himself, like, I don't believe he has sex. I believe he thinks it's inefficient. He's got a middle tooth. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. To, to put it succinctly. Anyway, back to I, my point. I'm going to look up his age. About Tandy Newton and Zoe Saldana. If there was, like, a way for the MCU to do a future Gamora Oh, yeah. Tandy Newton. She would be the way to do it. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Although I would just also, love to Also, she's see... the best part of Westworld. Have you watched the new season? No, I have not. I have not because the last season but was so But the third ridiculous. season was terrible, but she was the best part of it. She was the best part of Tandy it. Tandy Newton is fucking... I do like that they brought Jesse in. Just even like, as, oh, we got that, robots, bitch. Even that shitty movie Crash, she was the fucking best part of that. Oh, yeah. I need yeah. to watch that again. I know we've all turned against it as a culture. That should have been our fucking Yo, shitty movie to watch. You want to see a movie? David Cronenberg's crash from the 80s. Oh, yeah, with James yeah. Bader. Yeah, you yeah. Bader all the time. Dude, fucking get on it. Okay, so this came out in 2000, and Tom Cruise was born in 1962, hey, which wait, would put him... into a bathtub. Tom Cruise was 38 in the making of this movie. I will be turning 38 in a few weeks, so that's where we're at. So he's got 21 years on you. Yeah. And a million stories. My life is shit compared to Tom Cruise. Absolute shit. You know what's funny is that my my dad actually has the same credential pilot pilot credentials as Tom Cruise. Really? What yeah. what is the do you know the name of the credential? I don't, but he can fly a class three airline. Fuck yeah. At actually, the end no, of actually no, my dad can fly a passenger airline, so he's got better than Tom Cruise. I have nothing but respect for pilots, because you're putting people in seats in a can in the sky. And it's just like commonplace. Planes are fucking insane. Right, that's a good hiding spot. It's pretty good and it's sexy. That's what I like about it. Uh-oh. I remember when Mission Impossible 3 came out and I read a review that said that it was the best Bond movie we'd had in ages. And I always uh-huh. liked that. I, I liked that, that criticism. But moments like that with them in the tub are moments where Bond, it would be overtly sexy. See, I disagree with, with sexuality. I disagree with that. But wait, 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 let me recently... point. Right. Tom Cruise in this, he's very asexual in this moment. It's not dripping with sexuality to the way that, that Daniel Craig would in a Bond movie. You know what I mean? I mean, agree or disagree, that's my point. Siri can't even compute that Tom Cruise that has here? sexuality. Yeah, that, was that was you. Do you know what I mean, though? I don't know. I do, but I don't. There's a lot of things going on right now. Let me do this. I want to ruin movies for you in a way that Jenna ruined movies for me. Nearly 100% of the time that you see a female character on screen, they're wearing a wig. Well, yeah. Look at this moment. Tandiwe Newton definitely wearing a wig it's a hairstyle that she could absolutely rock on her own but due to the needs of consistency across a movie a wig is so much easier it is a lot easier you notice it a lot in sitcoms sitcoms you know who's got a wig because also it gives d and always sunny has a wig oh yeah 
Yeah, and it's but it it's gives, hair that she would have normally, but it gives the actor also a lot more room to yeah some flexibility live their for roles. Life. Yeah, yeah. Because think about all the bald actors that we put wigs on. Oh yeah, Sean Connery, the original Bond, always had a toupee on. There's a moment right there. Some John John Woo zooms. So here we go. We're gonna get some some classic John Woo gun foo, as it's called, which traffics in mayhem and not necessarily logical sense where the thrust of the guns is more important than the trajectory of the bullets which is why you get people punching the bullets which makes no sense equilibrium was my favorite movie yes gun caught it and it was better than matrix it's a cinematic language that does is not based in reality or logic but is based in the field of cinema and when people ask like why do you love movies it's because they can induce such a trance I believe we're going to get a gun foo scene here or else I'm going to sound like a real asshole. Sure. Oh, man, she is so oh, beautiful. He got out of it. He got out with a silver tongue. Did you ever see that video that Ben Stiller did with Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible? No. Ben Stiller plays Tom Cruise, C R O O S E. And he's the stunt double for Tom Cruise. And it's like a behind-the-scenes video about him doing stunts for this movie. It's really great. And John Woo's in on the joke. A lot of fun. Highly recommend. So this predates Ethan Hunt being a team guy. Yeah. In 3, they give him a love interest. In 4, they develop a team with Simon Pegg. No, in 3, they develop the team. Yeah, but the love interest is the main thing there. That they, they come full circle and fall out. Shout out to Bing Rams, who's been there from since day one. Day one. Day one. Uh, do you remember a story from uh, Joe at Chili's? He met Ving Rams at the LA Fitness right around the corner from Chili's. And he told me the story, and the story was he saw Ving Rams and he said, uh, Oh, can I get a picture? And Ving Rams was like, Shit, you could get two. And then Joe showed me both of the pictures that he took with Bing Rams. <laughs> and Bing Rams seemed so cool, and Joe was so jazzed, and that's like a heartwarm moment from my life that I, I think about frequently. You know, it's like that he had nothing but bad things to say about Charles Barkley. Oh, I'm sure he's a dickhead, yeah. yeah. But Charles I mean, Barkley's like Charles probably Barkley's not that crazy. bad of a dude, though. No, I, I would. Yeah. Like I said earlier on, on the 100th episode of Hot Property, I do. I never hold stock against a celebrity for being a dickhead. No. The pressure. I hide from people that I know on the street who I love unconditionally because I don't want to fucking talk to them. If they were strangers coming up left and right, yeah, go home. Yeah, I, I, I will never harsh on a celebrity. Here we go. They're gonna fuck with cars. That's what this is all about right here. So John Woo is typically you know trench what? coats. I got to say quick. Quick point, don't text and drive, don't call and drive. It's it's bad news. Don't sex and drive as these two are doing. Just listen, he says. To Nickelback. John Woo is very much a tonal <laughs> filmmaker. Oh man, if they played Nickelback it would be on brand. Um John Look at this car! Look at this convertible! Every time we fuck when we're driving. Cause that's what they're doing. John Woo is a tonal filmmaker. And again, it's not about logic. It's about the the passionate thrust of each scene. The melodrama in Face Off speaks to that. It's like a soap opera, but that's the only way a story about men switching faces through surgery works at all. So that's what we're trying to employ on a... Uh... Oh, so here's a question I'll ask you, Steve. One of my buddies, shout out Dan Santelli Steven. of Movie John, Steven, 
Um, he he says that the issue with this movie, and I want to ask if you agree, is that gunplay has no home in Mission Impossible movies. What is going on right now? They're having sex with cars. But do you hear what no, I'm saying? I'm, I, we, got, we got to address this. I'm coming back to it. They're all smiling and putting the other people in dangers. The best part is that no cars come in opposition to them until later in the scene. They kind of flirt a little bit first. Oh, she's a danger, so now it's a, now it's a, oh, she's going sideways. Man, look at that Audi, though. Fucking sexy. And he's going to hit her right into, yep. No, but he's going to send her back to the right road, because that's how good he is. He's so precise. Man, what a shame. And they're going to cuddle cars. with cars. Cuddling with cars. But this is, this is vintage woo. I've come to appreciate this movie in I'm hindsight. I'm scared, as a but I'm also like turned on. Yeah, me too. But how asexual yeah. is he? He's not really like does not that doesn't feel the sexy. Hair, to the me. hair flow here is like fantastic. Well, that's a classic jump. He's gonna move. jump into her car. So he endangers her, and then whoa, look at that shit. This is the dentist system. This is the dentist system. He's yeah. gaslighting. <laughs> Wow, Tom Cruise, kind of a piece of shit as Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke? Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Hunt. Ethan Hunt. What I like before, about Ethan before Hunt... Before Mission Impossible What's the quote from uh, from Alec Baldwin? When he's like, he is the manifest. He's the manifestation of fate. You and he's wrote, chosen you wrote you. the article. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a slob. Hi, BB. BB's a slob. She's a toot. I know. Man, Teddy Ray Newton is just fire but he is just a black hole of sex i think by now you can call her teddy Newton. no i'm calling her by the name she's chosen to be called by in this movie i mean i'm just i don't want to call her by like her name is tandy way newton but her actress name is tandy newton not anymore she's credited by this yeah only this movie we don't go back and 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 un, we we've gone back and put elliot page on all the things because that's his chosen name so you go oh, Tandy Way Newton, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, sure, it's it's just sure. I'm not gonna call you like when I just called you Steven, you said Steven. I'm gonna call you Steven now because you requested it. Oh, you know what? You know what I mean? I redacted what I said. I didn't realize her new name is Tandaway Newton. That's what she's credited as now, yeah. I thought it was Tandy Newton the whole time. No, that was a, she used that's to be my credited bad. by that. No, that's Tandaway, fine. I apologize. I didn't mean to come at you so hard. And I really don't. I know, Ms. Newton, you're listening to this podcast right now. Not related to I'm Wayne sorry. Newton. Mind you, a lot of people think that because they or look exactly fig. the same. Or Fig Newton. Or Fig Newton's not related, but a big fan, as I, I understand. Really for a Fig Newton right now, dude. I heard that vegans can't eat Fig Newtons because there's a chance that there might be bugs in the figs. It's pork foot. Wait, wait, wait. It's pig foot. Oh, like gelatin? Yeah. 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 When I was a vegan, which I did do for a long time. Oh, here we go. Um, I uh, I tried to avoid gelatin, but the harvest was eggs. Eggs are in everything. But let's I love it. Let's do a quick trivia round. What is Do Gray Scott's name in this movie? I have absolutely no clue. Is it just like 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 Grissom Hollenbeck? His, that's very close actually. Yeah, yeah. what is it? Like, Sean Ambrose. Sean, yeah, because he's the villain. Yeah. yeah. What is Ving Rhames' name in this movie? Oh shit! I feel like such a shithead for not knowing this <laughs> because I love these movies and he's an essential part of the team. We um, can we can we can talk past this sex scene. Is he this this? I'm so afraid this is going to sound racist. Is he Lucius? No, you're so close. I'm thinking of Batman. You got the first two letters right. Lou, Lou, I have no clue, dude. Luther Strickwell. Luther, that's it, Luther. I know Simon Pegg is Benji, but he doesn't come in until three. Correct. Man, I feel like so. Yeah, like this is so just dry rot. 
just fucking rub this dry bar of soap on. I, I always think here. about I like, don't see it. If I'm if I'm an actor and I don't want to be, how awkward is it to just like open mouth kiss but with no tongue? Yeah, I dated a girl once that just would not use tongue no matter what, and it was fine because she was kind of a freak. But like, that was a weird thing. There he oh, is. Oh shit, he's here. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Father Anthony Hopkins nice did kids. make a visual appearance. Wow. So uh, you know what, Dan? I take back every bad thing I said about you. What can I say? Thank you. One of the things about watching movies like this, and which is really upsetting. Hang on, wait, I'm sorry. James Bond ripped off this scene. Yeah, absolutely. This is this yeah. is classic spy shit. But you'll notice that they're on location. That's not a thing we see anymore. Yeah. We don't see on location. And even this movie, which probably at the time I went, man, it doesn't even look real anymore. Now looks so... Like, when I was watching Predators today, which I think came out in 2010, I was astonished at how much this movie that I used to lament not looking like movies looked comparatively like a movie as to what is the house standard by now. Like, things like Grey Man and... and uh, even Doctor Strange. Also, can I say for a movie that came out 22 years ago? Oh, fuck, that hurts to hear. Tom oh. Cruise has uh, future gifted us the haircut that we would be wearing in 2022. And that's actually straight lifted yeah. from the Hong Kong cinema the of the cloth, time from John Woo. The Wu. cloth is so nice. Well, you want the hair moving with the duster? Yes. That's part of it. The slow-mo double punches. That's part of what John Wayne's And he's is. got a a version of this quaff going on for the next five films. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments in the whole thing is when... Also, sorry. Oh, no, in, in Ghost Protocol when he's on the uh, the uh, yeah. Burj Khalifa. Burj Khalifa, yeah. And he drops the one glove. And I forget, someone's just like, oh, man, you don't blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no shit! <laughs> it's such a good moment. Such home-run blockbuster filmmaking. I don't care... If Tom Cruise is a pharmaceutical denying psychopath who tortured his wives into obedience to take care of his children, he ties his ass to the plane. In Ghost Protocol, Jeremy Renner was brought in to inherit the series from him. He is no longer in the series because Tom Cruise continually tied his ass to the plane. It's an undeniable formula. You can fucking kill somebody in Hollywood, but if you tie your ass to the plane... What am I gonna do? Stop I you? I can't. I can't. Give me I have two. No, I have no combatant to that. I'm gonna get another beer. Would you like another beer? Yeah. What would you like? A truly. And where does this go? This recycle. Just put it on the table. Okay. This is good because we get to watch the plot point. Was very good. Oh shit! Jonathan Reese Myers. I apologize for the dead air that you gave them. No, I didn't give nice. Any chance you want to try and open this for me with yeah, a lighter, sure. like I failed to do? Thank you. Man, Tom Cruise really is just like superstar incarnate. I thought Jonathan Reese Myers was in this movie, but he's not. I thought it was gonna be our tie to two and three. 
for this. Wait, round. Jonathan Reese Myers. What what do I know him he from? He played the helicopter pilot in in uh, I was gonna say John Wick three, but MI three. Oh yeah, and then Felicity dies and her eyeball goes yeah. wonky. That shit is fucking tarte. In Congo. Yeah, when he won, that was the funniest thing. I mean, it was, I mean, it, you know, no love lost to Chadwick Boseman. But when they edited the Oscars, or they produced the Oscars, uh, correction, uh, so that the Best Actor Oscar would be behind Best Picture, because we all assumed that Chadwick Boseman would be winning for uh, his role. I forget what it was. Was it? I just drank this truly as I even opened. Oh, well, there you go. But uh, then, deservedly so, unfortunately... Anthony Hopkins won, and it was a big deflation. And it was so funny because he was just in England because he's 85 and has COVID. Or, and, and COVID exists. He didn't have COVID. But, like, what sucks is, like, we all want Chadwick Boseman to get a posthumous Oscar. It would have been well-deserved. But if you saw, uh, what was the movie that he won, Father something, that he won Best Actor for? It's an absolutely astonishing performance I would say Anthony Hopkins' career best. So, of course, he won. And it just it Have sucks. Have you seen for, the movie with Chris Rock? Uh, is it Bad Bad Company? It is Bad Company. Bad Company. Bad Company. company. So, as I understand it, because we've been talking over this whole thing, because that's what a commentary track is. Yeah. As I understand it, there's a virus that has like 24 to 48 hour killer sequence. Yeah. And he's got to stop it before it becomes a thing like COVID that's all around. Yeah. That's what's going on. That's and what's he going failed on. because we all have COVID. I don't have COVID. I tested negative quite literally this morning. I take it seriously. I tested before I came over. I did not. That's okay. Should I test right now? No, I think that we're fine because I'm triple I'm, I'm triple vaxxed and I think I had it. I'm not sure. I tested negative. It was sick for like a month and a half. So, you know. I mean, I can test right now on air. That'd be funny. If you would like to, I would say go for it. If you test positive, it would be really fucking That'd gold. That would be really fucked up. It would be golden, but I mean, we would just have to ride this out. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. We're doing a commentary. Ambrose. That's the name of the virus. The Ambrose virus? No, Ambrose is the name of the guy. Is this the guy with the, the, no, the, name of the second guy. game gear? So this is my point, what I want to bring up. Ambrose, Doug Gray Scott, Sean Ambrose. The best thing MI2 ever gave us was that Sean Ambrose got hurt on the set of MI2. Really? Because he was... Um, Doug Gray Scott did? Yeah, sorry. Doug Gray yeah. Scott. Is it Doug Gray or Doug Gray? I don't know how to say I'm it. I'm going to say Doug Gray. Brett Favre. So, Dugray Scott got hurt on the set of Mission Impossible 2 doing the motorcycle scene that we'll see in a minute. Oh, yeah. Which means that his understudy for the role of Wolverine in the new X-Men movie that was just coming out... What? ...was taken by Hugh Jackman. That's And he, like, defined Wolverine. Yeah. The comics look like him now, the oh, way yeah. that, like, the comics took after uh, uh, Nick Fury from so Sam Jackson. So, the best Jackson, thing yeah. this movie ever did for us was make Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Damn. Dude, Hugh, Hugh Jackman should be the Oscars host every year. It's Hugh Jackman, for people who are cast in their roles, Hugh Jackman, Rob Dine Jr. Yeah, I would say Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice, but you don't like Tim Burton. I do like Keaton, though. Beetlejuice. I'll give you Keaton. you got to give me Beetlejuice. And... Give me Beetlejuice. I'll give you Beetlejuice, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's very important to me. 
And Bill Murray and everything he does. Yeah. Bill Murray, uh, honestly, this is going to sound weird, but think about it. I think it applies. Bill Murray as Steve Zissou. Steve Zissou? Steve Zissou. Also, Willem Dafoe, I think he does. Bring me Spider Man. Thanks a lot for not picking me for your team. <laughs> Man, Willem Dafoe's the gift that keeps on giving. Did I ever tell you about my. I, I'm sure I have. When I met Willem Dafoe in person? No! Yeah. Please tell me. Willem Dafoe, who's not in Mission Impossible 2, tell me. <laughs> No, this is actually exactly what I dreamed a commentary would be. This is why we do it. We're different from people who talk about the comments. This is boring. Boring. Tell me about Willem I Defoe. I told you Mission Impossible sucked. Take me to Willem Defoe. So, I had a senior project. I had to get done for... I was making a movie called Hamlet. It based on the uh, Shakespeare text of the same name? Yeah. Okay, just yeah, making sure. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like an original. And so for this project, I had to add like three interviews with people in the industry. Willem Dafoe happened to show up at a diner I happened to be at after a night of debauchery. And we were all hungover as fuck. And my group that I was with said, dude, Steven, there's a... That's Willem Dafoe right, right behind you with a, with a bunch of people that he's talking to. They were having was, a, he, was he cackling? No, he's having a production meeting for a film he was making in our area. Okay, okay. And they were like, if you don't do this now, you won't have another opportunity to do it. And I took that to heart, and I was like, you know what? You're fucking right. You're right, yeah. So I walked up to... I don't want to bother celebrities. I walked up to Willem Dafoe in this diner that was just his group and our group. Was, we were both rolling 12 deep. I walked home and I was like, hey, Mr. DeFoe, huge fan of your work. Uh, I just want to ask, you know, I know your time is valuable. I have a project that I would like to send you some, like, questions if you have the time to answer over email. Just, I'm making a film, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he was opening his mouth. And as soon as he opened he his mouth, in your face. No, and he vomited right in my face. No, Projectile vomit. As, as he was opening up to speak, his agent came in and sidled him out. Mm. I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm agent asshole." Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's his job. My though, number, to be blah, fair, blah, blah. it's his job. That's like, cool okay. that they engaged you, though. I think that speaks well. He did me. shake my hand. That's so cool. But I wish he had said said one word to me. What if he was like, "I want you to bring me <laughs> Spider Man"? <laughs> I would have done it. I would have done it. I um. I would have gone like Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible 2 and I would have brought in Spider-Man. Back in the day, Garrett and I interviewed Sean also, Baker. Also, I have no idea what's going on in this movie now. That's fine. We don't need to. It's a commentary. Yeah. Um, Sean Baker, there's the writer. There's a bridge, there's a boat. The writer. Oh, John will love boats. The writer-director of They're the Florida Project did a promo episode of Movie Movie at Movie Movie Cast. And we interviewed Sean Baker and he worked with Willem Dafoe on that. And he said Willem Dafoe showed up weeks early just to hang out with the people on like that lived at this hotel and get the vibe. That's so fucking cool. I love a guy who does that. I also that. like that Willem Dafoe in the uh, No Way Home wanted to do his own stunts. He's like, I can't yeah. do... I'm not going to do it if I can't do my own stunts. If you bring Spider-Man to a digital Green Goblin, you're not effectively bringing me Spider-Man. I bring need to me be there Spider-Man. when Spider-Man shows up. Bring him to me. Don't bring him to a digital rubbery. And don't bring me some kind of Tom Cruise lookalike in a fucking nice jacket. That's a very nice jacket. It wasn't until I was an adult that I understood what the propeller on the back of a helicopter is for. That is fucked up. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Ving. 
Man, he is styling and profiling. Dude, everyone's fits in this in this whole in this Fuck whole franchise. Fit. This one I think is actually the most fashion forward. And this brings, definitely going this big. brings up to our next point. Uh this this riff tracks brought to you by Stitch Fix. Uh Stitch Fix, if you could sponsor us, that'd be great. Send us some nice clothes like in Mission Impossible, that'd be awesome. And if you want to save on postage, send us those clothes via stamps.com. Yeah. Stamps.com. Stomps. Uh, stomps.com. Stomps. Stomps. This is ridiculous. So wait, wait, who's this guy? He's is that Do Gray? That's Do Gray Scott. And then, wait, I gotta look up this guy because he's somebody. Wait, no, that. No, I'm looking that, him up. I'm looking him up. The blonde guy is Richard Roxburgh. And he plays Hugh Stomp. <laughs> I'm not kidding. His name is Hugh Stamp. So, you know what I learned recently? Duke Gray Scott is the brunette dude. Why do I say brunette when I'm talking about a dude? I mean, it's whatever. It works. What do you want to say? Brown Town? Also, if you're a brunette and you're a lady. Follow us in half. I never got the blonde thing. I've been a brunette and redhead guy my whole life. Redheads have been my pain. Blondes are like now my fucking old school. I see Baywatch. Go home. Go run to another beach. Go seaside. All my friends say, stop going after blondes. And I know why. Gentlemen prefer blondes. That's the name of an old movie. So wait, this guy, his name is Richard Roxburgh. Now, yes. Isn't there anywhere we can speed this up? Wait, why is he not in the cast list on IMDb? Rich, oh, it is Richard Roxburgh. Or Richard Roxborough, which we're currently in. So he's not, he's not uh, uh, Alfred in Gotham. I gotta say, though, I burped. I love Gotham. Uh, I love Gotham. Cool. Talk to the audience about that while I go pee. Steve's gonna go pee. But this guy, he kind of looks like this dude. Man, Tandaway Newton, fucking sex on a plate. My God. My God. I did not dig on Westworld. Uh, the problem with Westworld is that they, they shot their load. Oh, he grabbed that scarf. They shot their load early on because the whole idea is like, what are the ethical considerations of robots that have become sentient and taken over against the park guests? They introduced that in part two, and then they squandered it halfway through the season. And then they brought the robots into the real world, which is interesting, but it's not that interesting. I don't care how much Jesse from Breaking Bad you throw at it. Now, this is something that's been missing from cinema for a while, is close-ups of satellites in space. Uh, credit to DJ Caruso for bringing it back in Triple uh, X, The Return of Xander Cage. But it was something that we hadn't seen for a while up until then. Going up into space, letting us know that our phones and our lasers go up to space, do space shit, and then zap back down to give us information. Pop quiz to any listeners. Uh, what weird pop song served as the closing credits music for the first Mission Impossible directed by Brian De Palma? I will give you five seconds to contemplate that answer and then deliver it back to me. Five, four, three, two, one. It is Dreams by the Cranberries, one of the great alt-rock bands of the 90s. Um, I plan to get my Cranberries on when I go to Dublin in a couple weeks, celebrating my 38th birthday. Um, Steve, you probably heard all of that. I heard one of them. I gave great radio. I gave great radio. I'm confident there's fireworks going on outside. Is that Paul Bettany? No, that, that's the same dude. That's uh, Richard uh, uh, Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> what was his name? It was something like that, right? <laughs> Richard Roxburgh. Richard Roxburgh. There he is, Thomas Mapather. What was his deal in Lost? He was one of the others, right? He was the one that stole Claire. 
that I don't know what that means anymore. Claire was the blonde, right? From Taken. The pregnant one. Uh, Penny? Penny? The only Australian pregnant person on the island. Okay, oh, and then she had that one-off episode where her and her buddy just died, right? No. And they got buried. You know what I'm talking about? No, Charlie's wife. It's been so long. I, dude, I honestly don't remember. Yeah, up, I really don't remember. No, but I, I, dude, it's been literally 15 years since I've watched any amount of Lost. The girl that Charlie was in love with the entire time. I just remember his Emily hand. Emily did. Ah, fuck. I have no clue. Okay. Now this here, this framing, Steve. Look at Emily Steve. Emily Oh yeah. Okay. I I know who you're talking about. That shot of Ethan Hunt's face, the way that it's lit, is like prime John Woo. And credit so, to I'm, Netflix. I'm, I'm not going to say this to anybody but the listeners, but I think that Dan is like actively turned on by Tom Cruise because he has a giant boner. And he's... Dan, please, please put your penis away. Put your penis away. Say it slower. Put your penis away. Please, please. Yeah. No, he's coming over with it. No, don't, ah! don't, don't put it in front of my face. No, but look at the, like look at this framing here. It's very epic and melodramatic, which John Woo is very much a dramatist in terms of melodrama. Like that, oh, like that shit right that there. Golden. Can't get away with that today. Credit to Netflix, who often botches the uh, aspect ratio of a film for the oh, stream. It's not Tom Cruise. It's They've not. actually maintained the proper aspect ratio for this movie. That does not always happen. Prime is the worst offender for that sort of thing. Could you imagine and it's very if that important. guy played Wolverine? I'd be, I'd kill myself. I don't love it. You know who I heard he couldn't be Wolverine now, but you know who could have been. Could Wolverine you imagine back if he in was day? in The Greatest Showman? It would be. Un- I haven't seen. It. It'd be the worst showman. It'd be the, the lamest showman. Yeah. No, you know who could have played Wolverine back in the day, but we're too far past now? Um, Let's do it on the count three. Ready? One, one two, two, three. three. Tom Mickey Hardy. Oh, okay. Mickey Rourke's not a bad... But I think Tom Hardy because he's little oh, and square. Well, we're talking about different timelines. Yeah, but like I think... We that, said back in the day. I, I, didn't mean, I didn't know you meant yesterday. I mean like yellow and blue or... Uh, uh, brown and orange like terracotta and raisin uh well i didn't mean uh, i didn't know you meant Wolverine. before he played venom already well that's what i mean like you couldn't do it now but back in the day you could yeah because he's like stout and kind of edgy like that also you know what's fucked I mean, up is i just heard that adam scott signed up for madam webb in the Sonyverse. i don't even know what that is dude i'm like so i i'm actually i'm at the point now where i might just do a cut and just catch MCU as I do. It's, it's gonna not be MCU. This is SCU. I don't even know what that is. Oh, like the Venom world. Yeah. Oh, uh, hello. Now Adam Scott is a talented actor, so the fact that he's signing up for an SCU. I'm making a. I'm making the money uh, thing with my fingers. But he just got Emmy noms for fucking. Uh, oh, so I hear that's great. I hear it was great. Yo, shout out Ben Stiller though. You know what Ben also, Stiller's you know next project is. What we haven't talked is? about in late the movie. Ben Stiller is on Broadway as Jack Torrance, a.k.a. Jack Nicholson, in a Broadway version of The Shining. I am seeing that. I am seeing that. Ben Stiller as Jack Torrance. What's the name of the, what's the, name of the Broadway play? The Shining is the name of the play. The Shining? The Shining. As in the classic Stephen King. Right, talk about Stanley the movie for a minute. So I don't know what's happening here, but I got to say, the more and more I get older and approach 40, the more important it is to me to have robes hanging on the out, 
the the in and out area of any of my rooms so that I can always have a wet and dry robe at any area. Now, if you notice in the background here, in the windows, there is a set piece there, and over there, there's definitely a matte painting, something that is lost nowadays because we, we blue screen everything. But uh, I don't know. I have two robes. I have a bathrobe and I have a cozy robe. I also have a third robe that has not been assigned yet, but I think that I could I could enhance my life up into the upper echelons of class if I embrace the third robe thing. I only, but, have, I only have one robe you want to call it. What do you call it? Carl. Carl the robe. But the one Carl like, robe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But would you agree with me? <laughs> would you agree with me that no robe to robe is one of the most substantial life upgrades you can have? Like a robe out of the shower? The only reason I have a spare no. robe is because I'm waiting for Jenna to claim the third robe so we can robe together. You I guess what? we should just communicate. This we'll might be that. this might be a couple thing, but for me, it's like when I'm out of the shower, I'm fucking naked as the day I was born. Well, no, we, I mean, I'm naked frequently in my house because I live with my significant other. But out of the shower, so I. before you shave Shout and put on the lotion. Fair enough. Shout out Joe's cat. What's the cat's name? Shadow. Shadow. Oh shit! Oh, he's gonna. This is one of those things. This happens in so many mob movies and crime movies where they torture a confession out of somebody by threatening their finger with a cigar cutter. That is a hardcore fear. Oh god! Richard Roxburgh's about to get burned. Oh my god! Go chop his neck. This bad guy, Dugray Scott. You know what he looks like? John Krasinski. No. Yes. No, he looks like fucking, um... He's new, Bobo John Krasinski. New Girl. Jake Johnson? No. I don't know New Girl well enough. <sighs> Fuck, the other guy. Oh, God, he just did the thing! And there go the horsies. Cagney? Shawnee Die? If I had a horse, you know horses have crazy names. Hang on, I got this. If I invested in a horse, you know what I'd name it? What? Poopsmith. You're not like, wrong. Poopsmith rounding out the outside, coming into the front. Poopsmith bringing it up from two, out to the front. That's Poopsmith. Oh my God, Tandaway Newton. What a smile, beautiful lady, and a fantastic actress to be. Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney, not to be confused with Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Wait, why did you bring up Dermot Mulroney? Because that's who he looks like. Oh, he does look like him. Yeah. Is he on New Girl? Yeah. I was. Uh, he plays Fancy Man Russell. I don't know anything. Now, here I'm getting some... Is that Neil Patrick Harris? No, I'm getting... Um... That is Neil Patrick Harris. Now, who's a Die Hard 3's bad guy? I'm getting vibes oh, of Jeremy him. Irons. Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Be prepared. You didn't call the cops, did you? Trying to make a sandwich. That's a dude who shows up and stuff. Yeah, but he should be playing Simon Pegg. Here we go. Classic Simon's, Mission Simon's Impossible. Sack. Pop the mission in your ear. It will self-destruct in five seconds. Limp, 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 biscuit, limp, 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 biscuit. I'm, I'm a horse. I'm a horse on the racetrack. <laughs> One of the funny things about this is like the way that they're communicating seemed very high tech at the time. Wait, what if? But my headphones do what they're doing right now. You know what, what I mean? What if on the racetrack after the race over, a horse with his <laughs> of took a mask off? It was eaten up the entire time. 
Oi, it's me. <laughs> oh, it's me, Ethan Hunt, yeah? Isn't it? You know what always bugged me? Whenever they look through binoculars in Ethan a movie. Ethan Hunt. In the, uh, in, the, uh, in, the, uh, in movies, when they look through binoculars, it's always like a sideways figure eight. Yeah. But have you ever looked through binoculars? It looks, it looks it's like a circle. Normal, normal vision. It's a circle. Yeah. It never looks like that. We used to do... That's something near Pajeros. It's not. So back in the day, there used to be... I'm going to find out. There used to be this uh, uh, open mic for sketch comedy. It was an improv open mic called Shut Up or Sketch Up. Or, sorry, it was called Sketch Up or Shut Up. And so comedians would go there on a Saturday night, and you just go on the stage, and a house team would involve you in an improv sketch, and you work out your improv. It was a lot of fun. And so me... Oh, shit, that's Bernie Gleason. It is indeed. And so... I didn't partake in this, but a bunch of other comedians came up with a sketch for... And so, mind you, the name of the troupe was Shut Up or Sketch Up. Or Sketch Up or Shut Up, something like that. And so they did an, they did a scene where it was a commercial for a thing called Horse Ketchup. And so no matter what it was, they'd be like, oh, this taco is ridiculous. They'd be like, try it with some of this. And they'd be like, what is that? Shut Up, Horse Ketchup. <laughs> And so, sketch up or shut up became shut up horse ketchup, and that always always stuck in my head. Anyway, that's a great story. Do Gray Scott, man, I actually thought when uh, Michael Clark Duncan died that we were going to see a ton more of of uh, Ving Rhames, but we really didn't. He's choosy, and I appreciate you it. He's what? a good actor. Now, and you know what though? Because you know what he said. That's I'm actually cheap because they're Michael very Clark's different mates. actors. They're very different actors. It, honestly, I feel like maybe even suggesting their connection is probably a bit problematic. I'll own that. You know what I watched recently for the first time? Two black, two big black guys. Green Mile. <laughs> I read the book and then I watched the movie. Starring Bing Rams. Fucking no, no, starring Michael Clark Duncan. I know. R.I.P. Fucking incredible stuff. He was unbelievable. Michael Clark Duncan's fa- my favorite role of his is Slam and Salmon. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's Madropodes. How come it doesn't sound like that when I say it? Remember Meat Trapes? Meat Trapes. <laughs> Meat Trapes. <laughs> Who's Meat Trapes? Best joke Actually, in that movie. Actually, sir, it's uh, Metropides. How come it sound like that when I say it? Remember when Farva is talking on the phone, but he's he's doing an impression of Michael Clark Duncan, but yeah. they just dubbed the voice gold. My favorite gift to send to anybody is, whatever, motherfucker! Whatever, motherfucker! <laughs> Dude, that movie's so good. And I don't care what if anyone says. Super Street, Troopers 2 is really good. Hang on, wait. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, that's a wig. Yeah. He's looking through his binocs. That's also a wig. Everyone's wearing a wig. I've never gotten into wearing a tie that's the same color as the suit I'm wearing, but I think I'm about to start. Yeah. I have a suit that I wear. It's just like a regular blue coat, black pants kind of thing, but I have a purple shirt with a gray See, tie that I like. wearing like Tom. He has, yeah, he's got no tie but two buttons on, underneath. It's funny knowing that Ethan Hunt shaves his chest. Just in case. Shave. He's only 5'6". Yeah, that's true. Maybe Tom Cruise just can't grow pubic hair of any type. Which makes sense. It, Steven, it makes sense. Tom Cruise can't grow pubic hair. We know this. It is known. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Sorry, mate. You didn't call the cops, did you, mate? See, I think this guy is like Simon Pegg before Simon Pegg. Now, he looks like if the guy who played the the butler in Gotham snapped into a Slim Jim. Oh, I might. 
gasping. We are watching this with subtitles as we talk Call over it. the cops, yeah. Calling the cops, eh? Calling the cops, mate. Hey, all right. I sure could go for an ice cold Avis right now. Well, I don't know why. As the juice. Because OJ was the. Uh... Dude, I watched OJ's hidden camera prank show can't the other talk day. about OJ Simpson again. Juiced. Yeah. I will say this. Depraved, grotesque. We can't talk about OJ Simpson again. I'm not going to say his name. Depraved, grotesque, every copy should be buried. Please watch it 10 out of 10. That's all I'll get, say. How do we get hair like Tom Cruise? Look at the look at the framing here. Classic John Woo. He is a melodramatist at his heart. This might be the worst work we've ever done. This is incredible. What are you talking about? I'm having oh, so much fun. She just handed him a bunch of This Adderall. is exactly the kind of commentary that I would tune into because I don't she need to. She just gave him a bunch of Adderall. The DVD and Blu-ray and 4K of Mission Impossible 2 has commentary from the filmmakers. That's not why you're here. You're here to hear us talk some shit. Look how big that device is relative to your current phone. Are you getting this? One of the things that blows my mind about movies like this is precisely that. Like, oh my god, they they called COVID before it happened. Taika Waititi. <laughs> Taika Waititi was responsible for all of it. Yeah, mate. I'm trying to get myself into into a uh, trying to start a revolution, a pharmaceutical revolution, mate. I tried to make a gay pirate show. I left my wife, mate. Also, I left her and I started fucking three girls at a time, say, mate. Uh, Our Flag Means Death is the best show I've seen this year. When I poke fun at Taika Waititi, it actually is out of respect. The The weird film yeah. Twitter turn against Taika Waititi is stupid. I love that so guy. Stupid. I think he's phenomenally talented. Amazing. And I think that Jojo Rabbit is actually quite the incredible script. He deserved the I Oscar. thought it was fucking phenomenal, although it broke my heart in two. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes you gotta have your heart broken. I wanna know what love is. I want, I want you to show me. Oh, I wanna feel what love is. Wait, wait. I wanna know who Tyke is. I want you, RT. <laughs> now, pop pop quiz. Why did I bring up that song? Because in the film adaptation of Rock of Love. Is it Rock of Love? No, it's a Rock of Ages, the musical that was. Uh, I brought it up uh, earlier, and I. Yep. Tom Cruise sings "Foreigners." I want to. Is it Foreigner or Sticks? I forget. I want to know what love is. It's got to be Foreigner. It, yeah, it's probably Foreigner. Uh, yeah. Into Malik, uh, uh, sorry, Malin Ackerman's vagina, and it amazes me that that's not a topic of cultural conversation at all times. There's, he's got too much going on. Too much going on. I think this this episode is going to do numbers, dude. People love commentaries, and the fact that we're not talking about the movie, I think, is is quite clutch. We're talking about our numbers afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how we do, man. So I'm like a couple whiskeys and a few very strong beers deep. A couple bowls. Uh, We're having a good time. Let's do our uh, previous episode, Hot Property Episode 100, Parts 1, 2, and probably 3. So here's some subterfuge. She just snuck something into his pocket. You don't care if I put my feet on your couch? It's not my couch. Okay. I'll take that as a yes. I just don't want to take my shoes off, and I don't know why. It's a mental thing, like the pee thing from earlier. <laughs> I just feel like I'll step on a nail, you know? Yeah, because I, I place yeah. plenty of nails like Home Alone. Dude, I don't know you. <laughs> this is all a trap. Dude, I don't fucking know you. I've seen all ten Saw movies, bro. <laughs> Bruh. 
this guy here, he's logging in. If this guy played Wolverine, I'd kill myself. You know, though, we say that, but if you go back in time, like, we don't know. We're, we, are ta- we are flavored by the induction of... All right. We are, <laughs> we are flavored by the induction of Wolverine into... I mean... When Dan said, all right, just now, I almost killed myself. Yeah, he put a, a, to- a, a paper towel tube in his mouth and yeah. popped it like a poop. I love how that Biosite website is like a DVD menu. You know, okay, so, Steve, you know what I noticed? There's a lot of movies, including Jurassic Park, that show live stream footage. But if you look on the screen, because they're from 20 years ago, it's just a saved video file with a play and pause controller. Oh, yeah. And we see that a lot. And it's just funny As to see someone who knows how to fucking we finagle. We didn't know what to look for back in the day. And now it seems archaic. As someone who knows how to finagle presentations, I've done a lot of, like, in the background work Yeah. for Prezos. It's the way to go. That's what we call them in the industry. Anyway. McCloy. Brandon Gleason is really up to no good. But yeah, that's like a fun thing is looking that back Aaron at... Is Taylor Johnson driving that car? Anya taylor Joynson. <laughs> that's Anya Taylor-Joy and Aaron Taylor-Johnson mixed together. Yeah, I know. I made you that photo. Okay? I'm waiting. Yeah. Oh, no. You did make that I photo. Yeah. That you photo. made that and you made uh, Michael Mads Mickelson. <laughs> Michael Mads Mickelson, yeah. I want you to make Billy Joel Osment for me. I did already. You didn't make Billy Joel Osment. Yes, I did. I told you about Billy Joel Osment, but you didn't make it. Oh, do please. You, if I mean, I, I'm receipts? totally open to being wrong here. A fun thing has come through the career of Brendan Gleeson in watching his son, Domino Rally Gleeson. Do you not remember this? I completely remember now. You are correct. I stand corrected. That's so fucking good. Billy Joel Osment. You're right. I'm sorry. I forgot about your work. I feel ashamed. You should. But I get a vibe watching Brendan Gleeson and Domino Rally Gleeson. And hang on, wait. I'm the same way that too. I get a vibe watching uh, Stellan Skarsbart's. I remember that one. Yeah. I remember Anya Taylor Jorensen. And I remember Michael Mads Mikkelsen. But I get the same vibe watching uh, uh, Stellan Skarsgård and uh, the other two Skarsgård boys as I do watching Brendan Gleeson and Domino Rally Gleeson. Uh, here's a hot take. I'm all ears. Brendan Gleeson might be the best actor of our time. I disagree. Who's better? Joaquin Phoenix. Now... Michael Fassbender. What? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan and Michael Fassbender are putting in the same boat? Absolutely. Have you seen Fruitvale Station? Have you seen The Wire? Michael B. Jordan has been putting out 150% from day one. He was the star of a movie that was a sequel to Rocky that was better than Rocky, which came out 40 years before. But they both played Marvel characters and one did a better job than the other. Wait, Fassbender played a Marvel character? Magneto. Oh, I, 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 wow. My studio barriers are up. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? He did a really fantastic job. I will give him that. So, okay, so I always ask this question. All the work that currently exists stays, but future work stops for one guy. Who do you keep, Fastbender or Phoenix? I keep Phoenix. Yeah. And it's tight, but he does more interesting stuff. Fastbender's incredible. You ever see? Uh, He's got a lot of work to do, though. Hunger, the McQueen movie. Oh my God, unfucking. Or what's the one where he uh, has incest? 
Wait, Shame? Yeah. Same director. Yeah. Dude, actually, you should watch, uh, especially, uh, you're an Irish guy, and you love Dublin. Oh, way to put me in a corner. Dude, Daniel Patrick Scully here. Hi, to tell you. There's a movie about the... But there's a... Bernie Gleeson is upset. Yeah, but I think I believe there's a mask reveal here. But um, there's a movie called Hunger by oh Steve God, McQueen wait, who did die. Shame wait, and wait, 12 our, Years a Slave. Hey, wait, our Irish hero, Bernie Gleeson, is about to die. It's about a hunger strike and you should watch it at the end. I've seen it. You have not seen Hunger. Hunger, yes, I have. You've seen the Hunger Games. You go in to tell you miserable bastard. Bellerophon. I think that this guy in the mask is Tom Cruise. I'm a Russian gypsy. I think this guy's Tom Cruise. You want to bet on it? No, but I think it is. One dollar. I don't even know if I have my wallet with me. You can bet my way. One dollar. I think he's Tom Cruise. I'll bet you one dollar he's not. Okay, that's fun. I feel safe. I don't like gambling. I'm not a gambler. It's definitely Tom Cruise. You're about to lose a bet, I think. Yeah. That's okay. I actually honestly don't need that dollar from you. I, I'm uh, not a I will, I will. I will pay it. The fact that I made you pay up for the no drinking the challenge reason, the in installments is enough to forgive you for any stupid oh, bets we made. that bullshit. You posted a f- f- photo of your beverages. What the fuck you want me to do? Yeah, you're not wrong. You fucked that up. That wasn't me. He called cops. Remember in the, uh, Fallout when they pulled this same thing with the mask and it was on like Wolf, uh, what's his name? Wolf, Bl- Wolf Blitzen? Wolf Blitzer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cupid Vixen. Wolf Vixen. What are you talking about? In Fallout, Wolf Vixen did a, a, a subterfuge like this where they put a mask on him and everyone thought that it was like the the cap the, the capturee thought oh, that it was a, a impossible fallout. Yes, in Fallout, yeah. I think I meant Fallout the game. I would, what the fuck in our history would make you think that I am just a, a just non sequitur invoking Fallout the game? I don't know, dude. Fair enough. I am a wild card. Here we go. Wait, you about to owe me a dollar? Yeah. Well, but what if it's Rebecca Ferguson? She's All not right. good. All right. All right. Dude, you have given me booze and smokes and all that no, shit. You don't have to give me a dollar. So thank you to the listeners for listening to this extremely drunken uh, commentary of Mission Impossible 2. Um, I implore you at this moment to hop on to your, your uh, friendly neighborhood podcatcher and download at Movie Movie, <laughs> at Movie Movie Cast or at Hot Property Pod. Steve is handing me a dollar right now. Thank you, sir, very much. That's the Christmas dollar I have held in some time. Wow. That's like fresh out of the Franklin Spoiler Mint, buddy. Alert. It's covered in drugs. Yeah, you want some chips? Yeah. 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 So we recorded earlier on the um, uh, Hot Property Podcast. I forgot the name. Which ones do you want? All of them? Any of them? The ketchup ones. Yeah, we recorded and we went through some uh, snacks with the chips. So we got the Philly 215 chips. Okay, I'm not going to lie. This actually has a little bit of sexual tension to yeah. it. I mean, dude, maybe I'm drunk. Tom Cruise, man. What a fucking thing. How do you spell the last name of Haley Joel Osment? 
Uh, O-S-M-E-N-T. I thought so. Yeah, I think that's it. Billy Joel Osment is my best work. It's so good. I, I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah. I cannot believe it. I'm ashamed and I'm sorry. My full fullest apologies. I can't do any more of this. I, got, I had one. It's it's all right. It's too I, spicy. I, I actually might get into some of these long hots. You want some the long hots? No, I'm good. Now, in the... <laughs> I'll pull away. I'm sorry. I miss Joe from Chili's. I hope he's doing all right. He was just such a good dude. Joe? Oh, yeah. Because uh, he yeah, met he yeah. met Finger Rames. And also Charles Barkley. And he told me. He probably still works with Chili's. He told me to stop drinking so much because I look like a pair of Jordans hanging on the wire. That's the funniest thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I came in hungover one day. He was like, you look like a pair of Jordans hanging on the wire. What do you want? I was like, can I get some, please, Honey Crisper? He's and he the said, man. He said, I know what you want. I got you. He's the man. He was the chillest ass dude. And just like such a nice guy. Joe, you're our Ethan Hunt. Do you have his number? I wish I did. We should call him right now in the commentary. I wish I had his number. I don't have his number. One time, can I traded. Can we find it? We might be able to. I um I traded my BMX bike for his son's mountain bike so I could have speeds riding up to Chili's after I crashed my car and couldn't drive to Chili's for Maniac anymore. And we traded bikes, and it was a great trade. I mean, he left out the fact that the tires were bald, but I'll allow for now. That guy trade, they said I changed my brakes in the parking lot of Chili's before his shift. And I was like, can I like, get you some lunch? He's like, no, don't worry about it, man. He lent me a bootleg of the Expendables before that shit even came out. And all he said to me when he handed it to me was like, bring back my movie tomorrow. And I did. And I watched it twice you that did? night. Because I watched it when I got home, and then I went to the bar with Scott Pagnotti. Shout out Scott Pagnotti. And then I came back home, and I, I was like, dude, you got to watch this movie. It's fucking stupid as shit. And then we watched the whole thing. And then I brought it back to him the next day, and I think Ange picked up the second half of my shift, and I went home. That's <laughs> so, a great story. That's how it is. We have not done a very good job. We're doing a great job. This is what commentary tracks are. Anybody who has seen this movie has seen everything about this movie and has learned every piece of trivia. My audience wants to hear me drunkenly spout bullshit. So, when... I got the taste of provolone cheese in my mouth, bro. <laughs> How can you even talk bad about what's, what's happening here? So, I said to Jerry Bruckheimer, I was like, wouldn't it be easier for us to just train astronauts to drill? And he said, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Anybody who doesn't get the reference in the commentary for Armageddon, uh, Ben Affleck, who gives a great commentary for that movie, also gives a great commentary for Mallrats. Of also all gives a good commentary for the uh, Veterans commercial we saw earlier. Yes, yeah, we saw a Veterans uh, Society commercial with uh, Ben Affleck as the spokesman. Ben Affleck asked Michael Bay, like, if, you're not, why "If you're not from they fucking would, Boston, in Armageddon, why would they train?" Drillers to be astronauts as opposed to astronauts to if be drillers. If you're not from Boston, and Michael Bay just basically told him to shut the fuck up. But you know what? I honestly, thinking about this, I think it might be easier to train drillers through the process of becoming an astronaut as opposed to a bunch of scientists, fucking book, bookworm poindexters to be drillers. You know, it actually does make sense if I'm really going to extrapolate it. Uh, 
How many FPS have you had? Uh, this will be two. Oh, sure. But the can that I had, the tall boy that I had. Well, I've had eight truly, so. So what's going on here, every single Mission Impossible movie has been building upon him dangling over the computer where you're not allowed to touch anything in part one. Remember that? Yeah. We're dangling in. You got to keep everything below a certain volume level. It's all Toast. Dangles. Toast. And so this is supposed to one up that, and I think successfully does because they have to time the opening of the air vents for him to dive through and maintain his distance while inside. Yeah, sure. Sure. This is before Tom Cruise needed to do the actual stunt, but ba, I think we can agree that he ba, would have. Ba, 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 ba. He's in. Because oh, that was so bad. If that was you, so bad. If you have a mission that anybody else on the planet would refer Ooh, to as, say, really bad impossible, that was really bad CGI. Ethan Hunt gets it done. But this is fucking metal. This is so cool. Is that Ryan Gosling? It is absolutely not. I was watching Alien vs. Predator 2 today and Rickety Cricket was in it. Which is pretty cool. And you know what? Hey, wait, wait. I was watching Predators. Wait. wait. Now that's awesome. I love I love a good sound. I just want to say real fast, you know who was in um, Predators? Two-time Academy Award-winning actor Mahershala Ali. He gets speared by a predator. Also, the dude uh, doing computers on this is somebody of note. Um, He is Doofy. That guy right there, that's Doofy from Scary Movie. I don't care. Um, He was starring in a comedy called Frank McCluskey P.I. I cannot remember his name, but very funny comedic actor. But he could have been Simon Pegg. That's where three comes in with Academy Award winning actor Philip Seymour Seamuson. Right here would be very cool to to drop in the Limp Biscuit music. Now I know why you want to hate me. Because, hey, it's all the world has even seen lately. What a great lyric. I mean, we're talking Bob Dylan esque poetry on this boy. I, uh. It's so funny because I have all the energy in the world and Steve's about to hit the wall. No, I'm not. But we have a commentary. I'm not going to hit the wall. So one of the cool things that has maintained as a standard within uh, the Mission Impossible universe is that they do this thing that I like to call the never-ending domino effect, where they create something that can only occur if a certain amount of dominoes fall, and if it occurs, it also replies, uh, sorry, repl- relies upon dominoes that fall after the fact as a result. Essentially, that in a Mission Impossible mission, there's a lot of luck. So in order for him to be able to cut that hole, a certain amount of things have to fall into place. And once he's in, a certain amount of other things have to fall into place. Yeah. But what Fallout brought home, and I thought rather uh, elegantly, was the idea that every member of this team is a part of bringing that loop together. Nobody can actually complete the mission on their own. It is only when they do it together. Where Mission Impossible 2 falls short is that this is before they had the entire team set up. So it all has to fall upon Ethan Hunt. Now, granted, he is always the last domino to fall. No matter what happens, in Ghost Protocol, he, he quite literally says mission accomplished and hits a button and then fails. It's a very great bait, uh, bait and switch. But 
I, I think that it's such a smart thing to have developed over a long franchise, the idea that this is the team that gets it done when it can't be done. And even against all odds, their certain skill set ties them into an alchemy that gets the job done no matter what. And it's weird to have something like that earned over a series, but I think that the Mission Impossible series does it very well. And even though this movie is fucking stupid as shit, it does plant the seeds for that to become a thing. And for that, I am grateful. What you're describing is a James Bond movie. Yes, and 3 is sort of a James Bond movie, but then 4 is all about the team. Ghost Protocol, to me, is probably my favorite of the series, Fallout being the objective best, as much as I don't like objectivity in film criticism. Objectively best for me is Mission Impossible 1. It's real fucking good. Real fucking good. Best franchise movie for me is Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Yeah. They brought, is that Brad Anderson that they brought in to direct? No idea. You know better than I. I'll put it this way. When Ghost Protocol came out, if you saw it at the IMAX theater at the Franklin Franklin Institute, they were going to show the first 10 minutes of The Dark Knight Rises. Nine times out of ten, when you get an exclusive peek at a movie that is not out yet, you spend the entirety of the movie that you're there to watch bummed that you're not watching the movie that you were just teased. When I saw Ghost Protocol, that was not a problem. The opening to Dark Knight Rises was cool, but Ghost Protocol was so good that I did not give a fuck, and I did not wish I was watching a better movie. And you know what? I saw that with Joe Tubes. Shout out Joe Tubes. Remember that? The long ball. The long ball. I'm going to go take a pee break. You got a vamp. I'm actually going to pee right after you. All right, well, we'll but I'll take place. care of this here. All right. So we got Tom Cruise here. He's about to dive into this fire thing that looks like a fucking thing. But uh, it's actually as reminiscent of his suit that he wears later for the Halo jump in Fallout. But... uh. I don't think that there's any connection to be made, partially because I'm drunk and mostly because I have to pee, so I can't really think about anything of substance. So, all right, all right. We got a keyboard there. I would imagine if you needed to hack into the mainframe, you could just, like, pop away at that keyboard and and chisel your way through, as it were. I I got an email, a press email, about the upcoming release of a 4K of uh, Johnny Mnemonic, Uh, absolutely just god-awful movie with a lot of fun ideas, but it's being released entirely in black and white, and I'm gonna say, I'm a little bit intrigued. You have my, uh, what's it, uh, what's the thing from, uh, Django Unchained? You had my attention, but I, you had my curiosity, but I have my attention. This just has my curiosity. Black and white, Johnny Mnemonic does not have my attention, it has my curiosity. All right, so here we go. So Tom Cruise has to go into this thing. This is a evocative of photo class in eighth grade. Shout out Mr. Haney. Dead ringer for uh, Seth Green, uh, the recent victim of an NFT scandal. And so what he's trying to do now is pull these uh, guns of medicine, we'll call them. And he's going to transfer them into his flashbang. So that he can take them to a place that's safe for the good guys as opposed to having the bad guys who make it do bad things. So I think that's what we're working with here. I know, uh, I want to say earlier, but it's not earlier because this was during the Hot Property Podcast, which is not a part of this. But if you're a fan of that, you're a fan of this. And if you're a fan of this, you're a fan of that. 
Uh, the color scheme here is actually rather evocative of Nickelodeon. Uh, the green here is uh, very similar to the slime. What was it called? Gak? I think Gak was the term. And uh, Gak, in practice, in things like you can't do that on television, fell down in sort of an oatmeal sort of way. But the Gak that you could buy at a five and dime smelled like a shitty foot that lived in an ass for 13 years. It was absolutely disgusting, but I had some Gak. Okay. And speaking of Gak, Steve is back from the bathroom. I'm going to yep. use the bathroom. But right here is totally vintage woo. Uh, you're going to notice that it doesn't matter where the bullets come from or go. All that matters is that if you look cool enough, bullets don't hit you. If you don't look cool enough, bullets do as evidenced right here. So yeah, uh, Slow motion is, shit is not in the other mission box. It's John Woo. This is this is Woo cinema through and also, through. Also, do uh, the spin. Glass is not apparently affected this uh, die hard. Double guns, soft booms, or booms, zooms. Sub zooms. I want to see this action scene, but I got to piss so fucking bad. I also like how the the catchphrase of Mission Impossible is, I got to get back online. I got to get back online. I got to reroute the encryptions and hack into the mainframe. Close it up. Look how thick that laptop is. Here we go. Now this oh, is, that Max is Payne. vintage Max blue. Payne, baby. Sparks. Glass shards. The only thing we're missing is doves. Laptop He's going to pop this Xbox 360. Yep. See, now, if you shoot a gun oh, and you, oh, you punch stuck. your I'm hand stuck. forward oh, as you no. shoot the gun, you add yeah. to the speed of the gun to give the bullet more speed with the speed Luther. of your punch. Oh, my God. Luther's dead. Luther's dead now. Oh so, if the God. speed of a bullet is 10 oh, and God. you punch 3, you punch the bullet I to 13. I can't believe Luther died. He hides, zoom, tight zoom on this guy. One, two, three. Take it home, take it home. Left, right, he's ambidextrous. We don't give a shit. Cute limp biscuit? Nope, okay. I like his, uh, his twin gun. His twin gun. Uh, I... Double guns is the is the way to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Luther just died. I'm very upset. Luther is not dead. He's okay. He Shut fall. up. We don't know that yet. Luther fire, damn it. We're having a great time shooting guns out, but who did fire now? You ripe cunt. Have you worked up an appetite? <laughs> the cows that know the uh, trust of their owners. From beef made from a cow that trusted the butcher with his very life. So another thing that is standard across uh, John Woo cinema is that nobody gets hurt by glass as long as they're firing guns as they move through it. Because so, you need this mirror moment. Yes, you need a mirror. I mean, yeah. Face Off has the iconic mirror moment where they're standing in a mirror pointing guns at one and another. Their faces are and off. you see the other one's face, yeah. yeah. But here we... What is really Chimera? I love a good info dump. I had a really fun moment at Jurassic World Cup Dominion the other day. Can I say that real quick to yeah. cut you off? Tom Cruise is the best info dumps. Oh, he makes it sound so essential. Yeah. In Jurassic and World Dominion. I always Dominion, knew that you would do this the entire time, and here's why. Uh, a, B, and C. It makes... It's dumb to not make sense. Yeah. But uh, in Jurassic World Dominion, B.D. Wong's character does an info dump, and during that info dump, I went to pee. 
And then I came back and I said, what did I miss? And my buddy was like, you missed a lot. And then like two minutes later, BD Wong gives the same info dump again. And my buddy was like, that's what you missed. What movie so, are you talking about? Jack Jurassic Richard? World Dominion. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to pee. Uh, but you have to keep this alive. All right. I'm a chatterbox. I'm Do you get the beer or anything? No, I'm good. Bye. Cool. I got to get back for the motorcycle shit. Yeah. Hi, BD. So the motorcycle shit Dan's talking about is the quintessential scene in the uh, Mission Impossible 2 catalog. Because when I say that separately, because Mission Impossible 1 is different from Mission Impossible 2. And then both those movies are different from Mission Impossible 3. And 3 is really where they hit the stride, much like Harry Potter. Now this guy's really not doing a good Emerald Isle representation because we're not this bad. We're not this bad. Now Ving Rhames is a saint and I will die to protect him every time. Also Tandaway Newton. I love her too. Tom can protect himself. If there was a scenario where me and Tom had to protect Tandaway Newton and this Irish asshole. You know what I'm glad about? Is that they didn't make this guy a good guy later on. Much like the Fast and Furious. Oh, they always make the bad guy the good guy. But if like thank God they didn't make this guy a good guy. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. So I just want to throw this also, out there. Thank God Dan is back because I was not doing a good job. Were you floundering? That's right. Yeah. I'm good for this. So uh when I was peeing, I brought I was brought back to the conversation that we you had. Yeah, you had with, a whole journal and you were writing shit down. Oh yeah, with Dr. Scientist in our one hundredth episode and one hundred and first episode of Hot Property Podcast. Uh we were talking about counting how long we were peeing and that the optimal time was seventeen seconds. I just peed right now and I counted it out and I came in at about twenty three and a half. I'll allow that. And with that, I want to say, Steve, can you use this lighter to open this beer for me? Yeah. Because I fucked it up so much that I'm like kind of feeling sensitive about it. He's doing it with his teeth, ladies. Holy shit. Holy shit. That was... Anytime I've ever opened a beer with my teeth, it took like four tries and I kind of like picked away at it. You did that in one fell swoop. I know what I'm doing. You beautiful motherfucker. That was incredible. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. You bitch. Here's anyone still listening to this riff tracks. I hate to break it to you, dude. You doubt, but right now we are crushing it. I hope so. This is exactly the kind of shit that I listen to when I'm trying to work. Mm. All right, so, uh, uh uh-oh. Not this bitch. Not this bitch. So I believe that both she and Tom Cruise have the uh, Albuquerque virus in their system right now. So it's a race against the clock. This is like uh, Escape from L.A. kind of shit. That was a fun little filler shot of just the light with the, the mirror wrapping around it. So right there, see what her hair did? Why is it, That's vintage why is it so slow-mo? 
because this is Wu doing Wu's thing. But what I like about this is this this is like the series kind of finding itself. It wasn't until three that we realized it needed to hinge upon a central stunt. It wasn't until four that we realized that the the uh, rapport between the team was going to be what was of value in a story sense. Um, it's actually kind of remarkable. Shout out Christopher McQuarrie for like kind of taking the, uh, the the script game here and, and turning it into something. When it's clear at this point they were quite literally flailing for style. I mean, this this is. Can I can I can I have a a moment where I compare this to something that might not be comparable? Absolutely. I think you're probably more on point than you think. I can try. Oh, well, he didn't say it. No, make your make your comparison. I would love to. Anyway, I want to shoot me in the dick. No, shoot me in the tit. What? Just do it, like Nike. Get to the chopper. Now I know why you want to hate me. Cause hate is all the world has even seen lately. Limp Bizkit. This music actually sounds like the music from Jet Moto 2 on PlayStation. So that scene was ripped out of, uh, Infinity will rip this scene out of that. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we can say what we will about the quality of this movie in a vacuum, but, like, there's no denying that it is stylistically influential. This so is part my, of the legacy of John Wu like, as perpetuated by Face Off and Broken Arrow. This is 100% part of it. No love lost. I'm sorry, I'm getting Tom filmed. Cruise... Let's say an alternate universe. Tom Cruise did play Iron Man. I could, I could fuck with it. Would would the MCU be as successful as it is right now? So here's the thing. I think that, and let me let me finish my point. Oh, look part. at that shit. That shit is fucking metal, though. Tuck it, roll, hit it out there. You got gadgets. Bring it in, Jet Moto. Have so a Red Bull. Dark Knight also stole the shit off of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is influential as hell, whether people want to admit it or not. So, you know what? First of all, let me say, I take back everything. every bad thing I said about MI2. Understood. All is forgiven. Secondly. Christ is, Christ is forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I'm wasted, dude. <laughs> if, if there was a time... I don't know. Do you think that it would have been successful? Here's the thing. Because I think Disney would have fucking bat. I think they would have balked. They would have balked. Shout out, shout out, 100th episode of Hot Property. Hot Property. Anchor FM. Uh, They would have balked to his whole Scientology thing and not John Favreau and Tony Stark. I mean, here's the thing, though. John Favreau. We think about the the Scientology thing is that it has weight. It doesn't have weight because it's comparable to something else. Before Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. was persona non grata. Yeah. That dude had problems. And so from Ally McBeal to Iron Man, he rehabbed the same way that Tom Cruise threw just sheer will of timing to the plane. Rehabbed. So coming at the same time, would it be the same? No. Do I think that the MCU would still be at the same level of prestige as it were if Tom Cruise was the anchor? I'm actually going to say yes. I'm going to say absolutely yes. Really? I, I don't disagree. Now, here's the caveat. Looking at the two universes, everything else the same but a switch out from RDJ to Tom Cruise, 
I very, very, very much prefer uh, RDJ. But do I think it could have been pulled off exactly the same way? Absolutely. Absolutely. I disagree, and here's why. And I need to finish up because we are going there. This is the motorcycle scene. This is where it's at. So I don't agree because Tom Cruise and everything he's done has been uh, controlling in a very good way. Yeah, his management has been him, pristine. Him and the which Disney, is wild, considering Disney what crew, his problematic associations are. Him and John Favreau would not have gotten along together. I disagree. John Favreau, I think, would get along with a fucking nuclear John, bomb. John made RDJ back into what he was, and they were buddies beforehand, as yes. I understand it. Yeah, but I like Tom Cruise was at that time was in the the Oprah chair, was in the Katie Holmes thing, was where he was in an interview talking about how pharmaceuticals are bullshit. He was really in problematic territory and fucked up shit, but I don't think it would be as good. I don't think the legs would be as strong, but I do think that we would have gotten three or four Avengers movies out of Tom Cruise's The Anchor. It wouldn't have been as emotional. Because there was rumors of Tom Cruise as an alt-Iron Man in... uh, uh, Strangers and Madness. What is it? Uh, Multiverse of Madness? Yeah. That would have made the crowd go absolutely fucking banana pants. I would have, I would have left. I, I know you would have, and I, and I, I agree with that sentiment. But I would have stayed because I have. Uh oh, he's like, dude, you're getting a Dell. <laughs> See that? She's that computer. It's a fucking Dell, bro. Not, not the computer. The singer. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible. Take it easy on me, man. I want an Oscar so bad. And I feel like the only way to do it is to just like get a Bond song because you're it's a shoe in at that point. If I had, um, what's your favorite Bond song? Oh, definitely uh, Chris Cornell. That's a good Bond song. Yeah, not well. You know my of, name. Yeah, my, <laughs> my favorite Bond song: Carly Simon, Mar- Marvin Hamlish, "The Spy Who Loved Me." Nobody does it better. You know that one? Yeah, I know that one. Fucking gold. 1970s. Fucking gold. Carly Simon, forever, babe. She's you got them crazy Gary Beauty teeth. No, I'm not into Miley Cyrus. Now, respect to Miley Cyrus. I think she's cool as shit. But her talking voice makes my makes my balls hurt. All right. Sure. So check out this computer program. It's an app. And so we got this guy here. Um... Here we go. The 10 o'clock grading. What are you going to do, Tom Cruise? I think that Tom Cruise needs to attribute a small amount of his fame to the name of Cruise because everybody loves cruises. The same way that Kevin Bacon needs to attribute a small amount of his fame to the fact that his name is Bacon. That was the guy from Dexter. Yes. Wait, him? That's not Masuka. Yes, it is. No, it is not. That is absolutely not Masuka. That is not Vince Masuka. Are you kidding me? Vince Masuka is like 25 years younger than that dude. They haven't called the cops, did ya? This guy looks like he's about to just fucking sing some Sugar Ray. Stock options be a little more precise. I'm looking this up right now. What are you looking up? Vince Masuka. It is not Vince Masuka. I would bet a billion dollars. I'll bet this dollar back right now that it is not Vince Masuka. You want about a billion dollars? No, I just want this this one dollar that I'm not going to take home with me anyway. Although it is strong laundry money. 
I remember when I saw Ghost Protocol in the theater with Joe Tubes. I was I was struck with You're right, an, it's not him. Thank you. It was an overwhelming sense of like failure that I did not devote my life to becoming an MI6 agent. What's funny is this guy is supposed to look cool and he's 2000s cool. Not cool anymore. And I'm not saying this from a perch of coolness. I'm not cool. It's a good quap. Now, Brandon Gleason, still cool. Totally cool. Top to bottom cool. Front to back. Top to Irish. Yeah, totally Irish. Or is she sheet? You got the potatoes. Yo, I watched... So, actually, yo, okay, wait. You I got something. You got the potatoes. Shout out to you, Stephen Richards. You bought me the nice. script book to uh, Ex Machina for I Christmas did. a few years back. Man. The other day, I watched Ex Machina with that book in hand and had a fun time analyzing the text against the screen. It was the most fun I've had in ages, so thank you for that. Uh, it did, was really you, fucking did, fun. Did you yell at the screen? We're like, nope, not right. That's not right. I didn't do that so much, but I, w- I did do this. I went, ooh, that changes my motivations a bit. Did you have and a, then red, I went back you have to a red pen? I didn't have a red pen, but I was actually like <laughs> trawling across it with my finger. Because uh, I've done this. And actually, uh, anybody Dude, who, if you have a script that you would like me to doctor, um, I actually offer cheap rates for this and have done this for a few people. So please uh, hit it up uh, at Movie MovieCast or at Hot Property Pod. I will do that for you. But I did this just for fun, and it was they're a great just, night of smoking pot. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, here we go! Wait, this is John Woo right here. The doves. Oh yeah. Pure doves. So backflip kick. Oh my god! That's Unbelievable. So bad. That's I know so this is going to sound crazy, but that is the that's most Lincoln so Park bad. move I've ever seen. Does this that's not feel why like Lincoln Park? Movie. Yeah, but as more time passes, that's also why I love this movie. That's so bad. You're a billionaire. Uh, pharmaceutical companies. That sounded like a predator. That's the worst. Whatever. But here's here's the thing that I want to point out here. You know what we're working in right now? A yeah. set. We're not working in a green box with green boxes of different sizes. With a set That's superimposed flash grenade, over. Flash grenade, flash grenade, flash grenade. That is a flash grenade in a brick and mortar set in which actors exist in real space. That is such a game changer comparative to what it is now for example the gray man a movie that i enjoyed does not have practical flames like you see there does not have a set an actual hallway here it is two dudes on cords being yanked in front of a green screen where everything else can be created now i don't want to say that that is full stop good or bad it can go either way but it is often employed as a crutch as opposed to a finishing tool and there he is Ethan Hawke. Ethan fucking Ethan Hawke. Hunt. Wife to Uma Thurman. Hunt. Mother to Maya Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Star of Beyond Sun Sunbeams. Training Day. Training Dames. Beyond Sunscreen. Yeah. And everybody's favorite, Tarp. Tape. Sure. So link later movie. I gotta say, I'm having the best time right now, buddy. This yeah. is fucking. I can't wait to release this to my feed. This is gonna, gonna do so numbers. Bad. No, this is good. You don't understand the numbers. This is gonna do. Like, so here's what, what I'm gonna do right now. Doing cozy rye, my buddy rye. Shout out to you. Thank you so much for sticking with the show through thick and thin. Grant Gal, dude, your enthusiasm for movies moves me on a cellular level. I love you, buddy. Thank you for listening. Rob, Shout out to I you. I know you're doing this. 
Garrett Smith, former co-host of the show. I wouldn't be standing on this perch if not for your work. Thank you so much. I love you to death. Who else can I thank? Connor Mahoney for not picking up the phone. Connor Mahoney, you didn't pick up the phone because you're a fucking bitch. Say bitch, Steve. Bitch. I said bitch. But uh, honestly, uh, Rob Wayne. my life is richer for you being in it, Connor. So thank you for that. Rob, ditto. I'll miss you. Yeah, man. Best of luck to Virginia. That's so cool. Hell yeah. Take that life. Look at him clinging to the ceiling like a motherfucking Rob, predator. You're talking about Rob right now. No, I'm talking about Ethan Hunt. Oh, Ethan Now watch. He's going to do some gymnastics like he's Jeff Goldblum's daughter oh, in the Lost fucking World. Sure. There's the, there's the, the uh, dove. Oh, I. And this guy's going to be like, here we go, uh, Crocky. Real, I hope you didn't kick, do the double kick. kick. Oh, yeah. To the face. On his ass. Neil Patrick Harris, you're done. No, he's like, he's like, he's like Damn. Neil Neil Johnson Harris. Raise your head slowly. Sure you won't do this. You want me to do this to you? Isn't it well good? Raise your hands very slowly. You're going through like 18 impressions right now. I'm high on Adderall, weed, and booze right now. You are going to have to deal with what I'm dealing with. Sure. So dropping the grenade is such a badass move. Okay, so Steve, question for you. I'm listening. What is a scene from a movie that you saw when you were a kid that fucked you up as an adult? Do you have one? In a good way or a bad way? I'll give you my example. Child's Play 3, one, it takes place at a military school, and they do a drill where they're doing paintballs. But Chucky, the rambunctious scamp that he is, replaces the paintballs with live ammo. So now everybody's killing one another. Incredible shit. Slasher gold. But at one point, somebody throws a live grenade, and the dorky virginal character throws himself on top of that grenade to save everybody's life, and effectively does. And when it goes off, his glasses shatter, and he dies. And I saw that on TNT when I was like 11, and it fucked me up. But that's one of my favorite movies. The Child's Play series is like top to bottom really fantastic. And that fucked me up. And I wonder if there's a scene in a movie similar to that that fucked you up in a way. That like stuck with you long past the day that you saw it. If you don't have one, we'll move on. I do. All right, let's hear it. A two-parter. Two-parter. All right, I'm into it. So, a movie called Sidekicks. Yes! With Joe Piscopo as the bad guy. Yeah. And so when Barry's like trying to climb the rope by himself. And Chuck Norris and Chuck talks Norris him like, into wrapping his feet yeah, the right way. Feet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I did that as a child. Okay. And I made it halfway up the rope. Nice. Could do the rest. I think halfway is pretty damn good. So wait, how did that fuck you up? Like, what's the disconnect? I'm getting there. Okay. So when I fell down the rope... I was on the wrestling team at this point. I imagine you'd be a very good wrestler. I was pretty good. Like, like Sting. No, no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being Keep going. Um, when they saw me fall off the rope, they made fun of me. Ah, I'm sorry, man. That's awful. Sorry, I got my revenge. So there was a there was a point where I they were like, oh, you know what you should do is like. If you want to lose some weight, like get some blind sit-ups going on. Yeah. So they put a blindfold around my head. Oh no! And they do blind sit-ups, blind sit-ups, blind sit-ups. I, know and I knew too. what they were doing. Oh, okay. So you were you were teamed out. 
whatever. Tom Cruise just got shot. It's he got shot. Thing. It's a mask. We all know it's this. It's a mask. He just shot someone up the two. His, he shot uh, fucking... Tandy Noon. Tandy Away Noon. No, he's, he shot... Wait, the, I'm, the, I'm the so compelled. I don't give a shit about this. Yeah, he did shoot uh, Roxburgh. Roxburgh, yeah. Roxboro East Falls. <laughs> so, when I knew what they were doing... Because that's was... an old prank. So if anyone who doesn't know, it's uh, doing resistance sit-ups against a sock, and then you remove the sock, and your face goes right into somebody's ass. It's yeah. fucking horrible. Yeah. Now, when I knew what they were doing, the, the last bit, instead of doing a sit-up, all I did was this. And doing a swift elbow up. Nice. Nice. Well, actually, no, it was with my left hand, because I was knocking him over, and I put him into a fucking, uh, like... Can I, can I tell you how incredibly badass that is? Yeah. That's incredibly badass. Hell yeah. I, I rolled him over, put him into a fucking one, two, three count. This is so badass. I have respect for you that you don't even know. The rest of the time that they made fun of me for not doing the 10 minute sprints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never heard a goddamn word. Goddamn right. Hell yeah. Dude, hell yeah. Up top. That's awesome. That's so badass, dude. It was amazing. I, you want to hear my most badass story? Was it when Tom Cruise is yelling at a helicopter? No. Uh, freshman year of high school. My buddy, Tim Deiter, uh, actually a good guy, and for some reason we were just getting at one another one morning before classes, and he got up in my face, and he pinned me against the locker, and he wanted to fight. And he was getting in my face, and he was like, yo, motherfucker, you want to go right now? And in my pocket, I had a nickel. So when he got in my face, I just placed the nickel in his mouth, and that... That was the end. <laughs> the whole thing ended. It was the craziest thing. I put the nickel in his mouth and he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I just put a nickel in your mouth. He's like, why? I was like, because I don't want to fight you. I just put the nickel in your mouth. And he was like, whatever, fucking pussy. And then he left. And that was the end. And Tim Deiter and I, I would imagine, are still friends if I ever saw him. Like, We had so many memories beyond that moment. But God's honest truth, if somebody wants to fight you and you have a nickel and they're in your face, put it in their mouth. They might actually be so weirded out that you just go, dude, I don't want to fight. My oh, band. here it is. Wait, this is the moment. So Tom Cruise zipping on his bike ski. This fucking piece of shit. But this guy's such a joke. I don't, I don't even respect him. Get out of here. Imagine if they Wolverine. Dude, I don't respect that Wolverine. Remember in Deadpool when they ran into Wolverine? He we was were, like, fuck we off. Were, we, have much, we would have led much different lives. If much that different played, lives. If that guy played Wolverine. Remember when Hugh Jackman I'm going to call Hugh right now. I'm going to call Hugh right now. Call who? Hugh. I don't know who that is. Hugh Jackman. Yo, look at that. Look at that shit. That is unfucking believable I'm calling Hugh Jackman right now. Wait, yo, dude. The money shot. The money shot. The money shot. Here it goes. This is like John Woo off the goddamn chain. We got helicopters operating on the third level. We got bike, uh, microphones, motorcycles on wires operating on the ground level. Squibs, flippy cars, rocket launchers. There's a bridge, so you're landing in the water. Here he comes, emerging through the flames. And now we're about to have the ultimate Limp Biscuit moment. Now I know why you want to hate me. Yeehaw from the helicopter. Are we going to crash? Nope. We're blasting through those gates. Helicopter coming over top. Tom Trues hitting it on the angle. Steve. 
I'm calling Hugh Jackman. Wait, 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 before you call Hugh Jackman, here it is. This is the money shot. This is the, this is the memetic legacy of Mission Impossible. Is this shot the same way that Alien Three is well, not beloved? True. That's wait, not wait, true at all. The same way that Alien Three is not beloved, but the but the shot where no. the where the alien is putting its second mouth to Sigourney Weaver's head. But relenting because she's pregnant. The shot you're talking about is him jumping off the airplane in Mission Impossible One towards the train. Yeah, I mean that could be a secondary one. I I would agree with that. But so here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So we're doing this. Swing that around. Flare uh, yeah, that duster. Yeah, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Shoot that Honda Civic a hundred times into the gas tank. It's an yeah. explosion. But like the same way that Alien Three sucks, but it has the most iconic moment of also, the series. Also, a Matrix going on. Mission Impossible Matrix, Two yeah. sucks, but it also has the most iconic moment of the entire series, which is right here, the giant two-fisted hamhock. Oh my God! Look, there's a castle. Get the fuck out of here. Put your phone down, you bitch. Look at this shit. I can't call Hugh Jackman. Watch the Majesty. I Leave can't Hugh call out Hugh of Jackman. this. He's too busy fucking his wife. We're doing this. Here we go. Helicopter. He's got Naya. What are we going to do about it? If she's approaching, approaching the cliffs on the North Head Bluff, she only has a little time left. That's just something that we know. So he's going to have to pick her I'm up. I'm getting into a microphone. Now, you mentioned the hair earlier. And we ask, why hair? And the answer is this why hair. Look at this. That's why hair. That is why hair. He doesn't even give a shit about reconnaissance. It's time to do some hardcore stunts like the 900 by Tony Hawk. <laughs> You're not wrong. That was for You're me. That wrong. was great. You're not wrong. Here's Tandyway getting in. Actually, this looks a lot like the geography when I was in Maine climbing uh, the mountains at uh, our. Uh, Arcadia, Arcadia State Park. A lot of palm trees in Maine. Arcadia State Park. Fuck, man. I am really there. fucked up. Yeah. So here we go. We're burning that tire. It smells like shit. It smells like the hood. He's going to whip it around. And what is he going to do? William Apather. T-Bone. Oh, I killed my cousin. Good I done killed my gentlemen. cousin. I done killed my cousin, and I don't give a fuck, two fuck, three fucks, or four fucks. It's time to do some cool-ass shit on a motorcycle. Whip it. I kind of want a motorcycle, but I'm positive I'd die on one, so I'm not. Here we go. Oh, my God, John Blue! John Blue! Whip it around through the windshield. How many insurance claims? Like, a hundred. And two hundred. So many insurance claims. People are not feeling it. Now, if somebody pitched this idea to me and they said, can you do this mission? I would say, I'd love to do this mission. But it might but be look impossible. look at the log logistics of it. It's impossible. But Ethan Hunt, he goes, not only is it possible, it's probable. If you got me behind the steering wheel. When you know stuff about filmmaking, it's funny to see how many shots were done with the motorcycle not in motion. This is not one of them. John Woo fucking home run here. Here we go. Here we go. 
that was some wonky editing. Demerits against the editor on that. Yeah. Demerits. He was such a big game about John Woo. Yo, what about what about an action movie like this? Woo style, run and gun, poetry and chaos movie, but it's tied You're in You're talking about this movie in general. Well, no, but wait. Tied in to the fatalistic slasher notions of Final Destination. No. I you, would You just described this movie. I could sell this movie on that. Oh man, that guy's pants are tailored. Tailored, bro. It's her pants. That girl's pants are tailored. My god, she is astonishingly beautiful. Like, really next level. Oh my god, here we go, here we go. Running gun. Shot the oil tank. Got that tight pop zoom. Don't hit the trash. Hit the trash, but recover. Whip it out. Oh my god. You know what? This is the best mission possible. <laughs> I will kill you. Look at this, look at this. This you is know fucking it is nightmare not. metal. Over top, under with the slide! Oh my god, how do you even do that? If I had a motorcycle, you'd give me a hundred years and I would never do even half of that. You could pump Limp Biscuit into my helmet direct and I would never even come close. Here it is. Alright, do gray. Your name sounds like a fucking sea creature, you bitch. I think it's Doug Ray. Whatever, I don't give a shit. He's about to die like a motherfucking bitch in a fucking gutter. Here we go. Wheelies? Smealies? Bedelies. Here we go. Oh my god. Oh, and they both grunt. That was a really good uh, uh, t uh, was it? subtitle. It was both grunt. We zoom on the gun so that we know. Now, if I remember correctly... Ah, uh, that's terrible. Uh, Tom Cruise does a no-handed cartwheel here, which in martial arts circles is called an aerial, which, believe it or not, back in the day when I was like 15, I could do an aerial. That's where Beating DJ Scott hurt himself. Really? Here? So wait, see the, the move that Tom Cruise is going to do where he does an aerial? I, I used to be able to do this in karate. Now I can't. If I even stand up too fast, I black out. So it's different. It's different now. But when I was 15, it was fucking hardcore. I was listening to Linkin Park. I was throwing down. I was drinking uh, fucking uh, uh, Balls Energy Drink. Uh-oh. Kick to the face. Oh, no. Kick to the gut. The editing is off point. There we go. I feel like, and maybe I'm biased by the fact that I've been watching the Predator it's series like an anime the last cut. couple it's days. It's an anime cut. But I feel like this scene could definitely be enhanced by the inclusion of a Predator. They have heat vision, they have blades, they have laser guns. I just feel like that would enhance all right, everything. Alright, alright, alright. Enough from you. I'm just trying to do a bit, man. Fucking dead air, dead think, air Richards I think they're doing too many cuts. I'm sorry, I'm trying to absorb the movie. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Now, that's uh -oh. a good cut. That's a deep, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. He didn't taste the blood. I like when a hero gets now, cut Now, why, the face why is he doing this? Blood. Why is he doing, like, the fucking flailing? Watch, ready? He can drop that oh, to the eye. Oh, my oh, God! Oh, don't get in the eye. Don't get in the eye, dude. Do not get in the eye. Straining. Per the subtitle, straining. Depth perception. Roll him over. Limp. Uh, Motherfucking biscuit. This is it. 
Oh shit, he knows. He actually knows that he's fucked. Tuck it out. Now I know why you want to hate me. Because hate is all the world has even seen lately. Go ahead, use it, hunt. Take your knife and cut my throat with it, you ripe coon. I just like potatoes. I'm going to make three potatoes and bake a hundred cookies, but after that we're going to do a sword fight with a fucking motorcycle, you ripe coon. He's like, you think I got thetans? I've purged those bitches. And what if the song here was like, I'm like a bird, I'm gonna fly away. Hello, bird is. And something. Oh, elbow to the face, punch to the face. Double punch. Get it in. When you hear the bass drums being played in a drum roll style, you know that shit's going down. Boom! Flying chicken kick! That's a good roundhouse kick. Kepo Karate! We've got a tsunami! The impossible Tom Holland! Can always get you down and roundhouse kick can always get you down. What is she doing? Is she just standing on the fucking cliff like a bitch? She's been there for like four days. She's been there for four days. Here we go. Tackle him. Oh my god! It's the fucking stunner, Stone Cold! Here it is, the no-handed cartwheel. Face kick. Oh, double like the water boy up in this bitch. Kind of sloppy, Cruz. Face in the sand. Kick to the hands. Oh, penis punch. Throat grab. Headbutt. Oh, my God. You never think of the headbutt. They never... Oh, there it is. No, I had a carbon to the face. Limp. Motherfucking biscuit dad vibes, bitch. And the man goes down. Chicken kick to the face, punch, Tony Jaw, Tony Jaw, Tony Jaw, Tony Jaw, boom, boom, Keanu Reeves. Good night, ladies. Spin to the face. Dude, that is some fucking dirty ass John Woo filmmaking right there. Go home. Go home, you bitch. I can't believe this is canon. Land on the rock, you beach ass bitch. Go hang out with the fucking starfish. I'm not. Noodle ass bitch. I hate this shit. This is so stupid. Punch him in the tits. This whole movie sucks. It's awesome. It's so bad. Yes. Awesome. Helicopter coming down in this the back. This is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Here's the thing about Mission Impossible 2. You know what would make it better? And she's already dead because you already got the virus inside of her. No, you know what make this movie better? Two words. Ready? Bill Paxton. No. He's dead too. Not in 2000. Well, he's already dead. <laughs> you can't bring him back. This movie sucks. Here it is. Wait. Here's how you can tell this movie is bad because we spent the entire movie talking about other stuff. Here's the thing, though. I think that our listeners, shout out Grant, shout out Cozy Rye. And Rob. uh, And Rob, our listeners actually might enjoy this because are they ever going to press play on Mission Impossible 2? No. No. But are they going to press play now? Rob might. Rob might, but he's going to do it better now with our commentary. Honestly, I don't know. The the bus out here was so simple that I see no reason why we can't have Rob in on another podcast before he bounces town. It's next week. Well, let's go to Virginia. We'll do. We'll hang out with him. All right. Well, Rob, we'll see you soon. I'm actually totally. Wait. Oh my God! Got out of the city. Oh no! Spin it. Spin it. Set it. Forget it. Bring it home. Air fryer. Goodbye. Boom! Right in the face. In the chest. The best. 
Taking home Ethan Hunt. Man, this movie is fucking dirty beast ass bitch shit. I love it. It's so bad. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. But it's so good. Because here's the thing. They hired John Woo. So she said, survives, and then we never hear from her again. No, no. Yeah, I know. They, I mean, this is like Austin Powers, where they just like ditch the female lead. The way we treat women in Hollywood is a lot to be desired. But uh, one of the cool things about this movie is that like we didn't know where the series was going. So they just rolled the dice, and they were like, John Woo, do the most John Wooiest pick that you can do. And we'll see if it works. And it, it worked enough to get us a three. And then they three said, turns do into the thing. voodoo that you do. They said, woo, do that voodoo that you do, woo, do, do. Poop. That you are want to do. I have to pee so bad, but the yeah. movie's so close to ending that we're just going to ride it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's really getting close. We're getting close. Uh, did you play Jet Moto on PlayStation growing up? We talked about this already, yes. So Jet Moto is like a hover bike, uh, jet ski kind of thing. Oh yeah, we're good because like yeah, six of those, left. six of those minutes oh, of credits. Oh, Anthony comes back. But Anthony some of the back. score from this is Wait, very so evocative he's still, he's still... of Jet Moto Two, and the score from Jet Moto Two. I'm finishing this. The score of Jet Moto Two was actually literally used in the Robert Rodriguez classic Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So Anthony Hopkins still lives in this universe. Yes. So we could see him in. That would be real. That was a real six. fucking cool. Because I know it's split into two. Is it episode six, or episode seven? You know who's back? Kittridge is back. Yeah, Kittridge. Yeah. Kittridge is back. Is it episode seven? So wait, uh, this would be Fallout was so wait, uh, Mission Impossible three, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout was six. So this would be seven, and then seven point five. So wait, oh. Steve, I'll ask you this question, Stephen. So, yeah. I'll ask you this question. What property do you think would be best absorbed into the Mission Impossible series, and why? Obvious answer is hot property. Very good answer. But beyond because hot property... Our dreams and our lives. What, what world would you like to connect with Mission Impossible and why? Top Gun, obviously. That's tough, though, because Ethan Hunt and Maverick are two different people. Well, what if Ethan Hunt and Maverick were the same person the entire time? Here's the thing. Ethan Hunt understands him to be a lost soul. Yeah, you know what? Who's Actually, not I, 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 love out of the that, I that, I that, I the, the key to Maverick is that he I learns would say, that... Wait, wait. He uh, learns that he's a good teacher. That's the character arc here. This is fucked up. This is fucked up, yeah. This is stupid. It's stupid, yeah. But... Maverick learns that he's actually a good teacher, and that's why Maverick resonates, in my opinion. So you know, you know what I would like to see involved. And into... no, wait, let me stop right there because, and ironically enough, in Mission Impossible Three, he learns he's not a good teacher. Yeah, because he loses Carrie Russell. He loses Carrie Russell. Yeah, and he needs to be an anchor instead of a teacher. If I were to pick a property to tie into Mission Impossible, that's Virus. No. Men in Black. No, that franchise is over. Not if we bring it into Mission Impossible. All right, well, that's been Hot Property. Wait, wait, wait. I want to hear your pitch before we sign off. Because I'm into the idea of Fast and the Furious. Where would it tie over? How are we doing that? Who cares? And definitely stop before the Bill Burr preview starts and we watch that instead. Because oh, yeah, I love Bill Burr. Shit. I did it. So... 
Fast and Furious 2, Mission Impossible. Oh my god, it's the fucking Metallica song. Hey, here, here, This one's for Chrissy. It's, I actually kind of dig this dude. I, Metallica's whatever. So yeah, so how would you bring Fast and Furious in? Because I know exactly how I'd bring it. Who gives a shit? Honestly, valid. Honestly, valid. Who gives a shit? Here's my thing. Is bring, if, bring, Helen Mirren? Really? Helen Mirren? Aliens send a broadcast to Earth. MI6 goes, listen. You mean Earth. People of Earth can't deal with this. We need you to keep it tight. And then Will Smith's like, woo, haha, all right. And then he drops. I'll slap Chris Rock. And for all of Will Smith's troubles, uh, I think he got kind of a raw deal after the Oscars. I mean, shit's just crazy. I, I don't know how to say it. We're about to get out of Will Smith what we got out of Tom Cruise, which is a workhorse that's there to entertain. That's going to be the legacy of the Oscars, and I am into it. The legacy of Tom Cruise talking shit about pharmaceuticals while being a dickhead about science. He said, you know what? I'm just going to be an entertainment machine, and that's enough, and it is. So I'm into it, and I'm down with Will Smith getting that. I'm down with Johnny Depp getting that. I'm down with Amber Heard getting that. Uh. That being said, let's sign off right now. This has been a cross-property with Hot Property and Movie Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, listeners of Movie Movie, thank you so much for putting up with uh, just like me being away for a while. It was uh, just necessary with work. But um, uh, please download, share with friends, watch this. If you want me to do a commentary, especially with Steve for another movie, let me know what movie it is. We'll set it up. It's totally gravy. So add Movie Movie Cast and all the things. And of course for at Hot Property, at Hot Property Pod on all of the things. I am wasted. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Steve Richards. And as always... What do we do? No, that's been hot property. That's been hot property. And as always, it's it's got got to to be good. And and it's it's got got to be be live. And I like to movie movie. I'm going to, I'm going to, I have to be so bad. It's unbelievable. So there was our commentary track. You're welcome. And I'm sorry. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you guys again soon. Uh, at Movie Movie Cast on all the things, uh, Movie John Podcast Network, and uh, you can find everything at scullyvision.com. Uh, my name's Dan, and I'm going to go get some more Dayquil.